This is your source for genre news, album reviews, and commentary on all things heavy. The Mailbag. Here are your hosts, Brendan Flum and George Fong. Junk. Fuck. And with that, we will introduce the episode 14 of the Metal Pod with a special guest. What was that? That was the intro to the pod, just like the Junk intro to the song. Fuck. All right. Junk. Whatever. Fuck. Whatever. Um, yeah, I am very pleased to announce that our guest on this episode is the the goat, the true goat. Uh, I'm a big Tom Brady fan, as everyone knows, but this guy's the true goat uh, in my eyes. Uh, George calls him Mr. Chris. His friends call him old school, but I'm lucky enough to be the only one who gets to call him dad. So this is this is my dad, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, uh, thanks, guys. Um, it's a uh, uh, truly an honor that you brought a baby boomer on the pod uh if you add your if you were add your ages together i still got 15 years on you wow so i've listened and watched every one of your pods uh you guys do an excellent job with all you have to manage in your senior year covid and everything else um but i have a disclaimer before we continue okay i have the case of the sometimers and I have some memory recall issues, and we won't go into the the decade of the '80s and maybe why I have those issues. But um, I feel <laughs> obligated to tell you that I did use a tool called the internet to do some research to make sure I was valid on my content sharing. Oh fact yeah, checking is a great thing. We fact check. Yeah, I mean we we use the internet too sometimes. Well, that's a, that's a tool for me. I don't, as you know, Brent. I don't do socials. Yeah, I don't do anything on socials. I barely do either. Right. So anyway, yeah, I want to share that with you. So. But, I mean, you lived through that time period. You you were born before metal was born. I was born, I was the last year of the Baby Boomers, 1964. 64. I, I wow. still consider you Gen X because I think, you know, I think of Granny as a, a boomer. But you're, no, you're Gen X for sure. Yep, correct. That's just me. Nah, but, I'm not my Baby Boomer, to be sure. Okay. <laughs> all right, whatever. Is that, is that all you, all you got to say? Yeah, that's good now? for now. It's good okay. for now. All right, all right. Go for cool. it. Um, we're going to do our short stories now, I guess. Uh, George? Okay, I'm going to start. So yeah, the topic of today's episode will be all things grunge. Yeah. Because um, that is my dad's probably favorite era of uh, metal, for lack of a better... That's one of them for sure, and for clarity, for, for me, grunge is the mid-80s to the mid-90s. Yeah. That's that's my content sharing today. It's going to be mid-80s to mid-90s only. Yep. No post-grunge, just... Well, Correct. Yes. No pre-grunge. Punk. Yes, and the way no you and I... Yeah, I mean, we, we've talked about it before. Grunge is that one of those genres where it's like, is it metal, is it not? But me personally, and a lot of, most people would agree that it definitely has its roots. It's like taking metal and punk and putting them together, pretty much. Yep. It's like if Sabbath played Beatles uh, with some Ramones in there, kind of thing. That's how I look at grunge. And all those guys use those those folks as influencers. Yeah, exactly. All those bands, all these bands we're going to talk about today, love Sabbath. Um, mm-hmm. So, I yes, Kurt Cobain. That is how you and I define grunge. The end. When when Kurt Cobain died, grunge died. In my opinion, anything after him is what is another genre called post grunge, mm-hmm. which still falls under the grunge umbrella, but it's not true grunge, Correct. unless it was before Kurt was. Uh, was mm-hmm. dead. So, yes. Sorry to interrupt you. That was... Yes. It's all good. <laughs> okay. That's a very interesting statement that you have there, uh, which I may have to refute later on. Okay. okay. Uh, speaking of Kurt Cobain, though, uh, 
For my shirt story this week, I have a little Nirvana smiley on my sleeve. I don't know if can you see that. Yeah, I mean, I've got a Nirvana thing on my computer laptop, too. Yeah. So um, just the classic I don't even know smiley how, face. Yeah, I don't even know how this became their mascot. Um, Ooh, good one. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. I th- it's from my understanding, the the smiley face is all wobbly because he's supposed to be like under the influence of something. Probably heroin, if it's going to be grunge. Yeah, whatever. And he's got like the X's on his eyes, meaning he's dead. So. Cool. I know Blink-182 has a similar smiley face, but they're not nearly as cool as Nirvana. Yeah. Instantly recognizable as Nirvana, so it works. Exactly. Yeah. Dad, what do you got on? I'm sporting a shirt from 2010 in my collection of over 200. It's from <laughs> yeah. a show from uh, 2010. Allison Chains was a headliner with the new singer. Forgot his name. William Duvall. You Thank go. you. And, more importantly, the Deftones and Mastodon were the openers. Yeah. Two of my favorites as well. Sounds Fantastic great. show at Pine Up. Yep. Yeah. Right. So I do not use the words DTE. So you guys have been <laughs> great and have always used the words Pine Up on all your shows. So thank you for that. Yeah. Because fuck corporate sponsorships, right? <laughs> Even though I work for a corporation? Yeah, that's all right. It's Pine Knob, and that's in my roots and in my soul from when it first opened. Yeah. And I've obviously told the story on one of, I think it was the pod we had Evan on, because uh, Evan is a huge Deftones fan, and I told mm-hmm. him about that show because... It's hard to top a lineup like that, you know. Mastodon opening for Deftones, opening for Alice yeah, James, yeah. Absolutely crazy show. Yeah. And they the opened it. There's a second show of their tour. They only did like 10 shows. I can't stand up. It's on the back. Chicago was first, and then Detroit was the second show. Yeah. And it's called the Black Diamond Sky Tour, of course, because Black Gives Away to Blue came out that year. Diamond yeah. Eyes came out the, that year. Crack the Sky came out that year. Oh, wow. Which are all some of those bands' best albums. So It's one of my favorite shirts. I have over 200. It's one of my favorite shirts. Very cool. And that is the only time I've seen Deftones, because uh, you actually, yeah, I'm, I'm going to roast you right now, because I mean, welcome to the pod, this is That's what right. we do. Here. I get it, <laughs> I got thick skin. I've been trying to see the Deftones every time they've come back to Detroit since that show, but you're like, oh no, they're not that good. But then when I actually show you them, you're like, oh yeah, they're one of my favorites. Yeah, so, so to George's point, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you before we get to your no, shirt. Yeah. So. You guys, one of your first pods mentioned about influence, influencers. I think it was your brother, or, and you, or obviously my, my friend, yeah, friend, brother. Sorry, and and yourself. And then it was also mentioned how he, Brendan, influenced me, right, 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 yeah. as well. During we our, each other for sure. Yeah, during our right. journey together. Again, as he said, I took him to his first concert at five. Journey started yeah. s- started soft and slow. <laughs> always earplugs until he was fifteen. He always wanted not to keep anymore. going. We've we talked about that too. Yeah, him not wearing started. <laughs> Over the years, from fifteen to current, he's wanted. He always wanted to keep going. That didn't make him do anything. He chooses, makes his own selections. He wanted it harder and faster. And he went along the journey with me. But during the time, right, I wrote. I had to write him down. So he's influenced me on bands like Ghost, Code Orange, White Chapel, mm-hmm. Soulfly, Fever Three Three Three, Ginger, and then another one. He came out of nowhere because I love horns. I love jazz. I love horns. Is Brass Against. Brass against. Brass yeah. against. Yeah, they're fabulous because there's there's a whole horn section and a metal? black lead singer, and they do rage, tool. They're they're a cover band, but they cover metal songs with horns. Oh, it's uh, crazy. Interesting. That's fabulous stuff. So yeah. again, we've influenced each other. So he's I've gone to some of these shows with him. Hell yeah, is another one. Yeah, yeah. So yes, it's the loudest concerts. I've seen him twice with him, I believe, in small venues, and even though I wore the plugs, he didn't. 
my ears bled for two days, even with my specially made five hundred dollars earbuds. Vinny, man, those drums will no, break your just, eardrums, bro. I will share later a concert no. that was louder. All right, fair. Okay, that's it for me. Okay, cool. I, I just want to touch on it real quick uh, for just so let the record state that this man is responsible for getting me into the music that I'm into. Uh, you are definitely my biggest influence in terms of that, and then obviously. As you just mentioned, I've branched out into my mm-hmm. darker and heavier things, which mm-hmm. is... Which the is, natural progression of metal. Exactly. Which we've talk, that, that, I, I see that as the natural progression of a, of a kid that started on Journey yeah. and went down yeah. the rabbit hole. And speaking of Journey, I am very embarrassed to admit that that was my first concert, but I, I do have a vivid memory of it, just like I remember where we were sitting and all that. Well, um, he was five. I mean, i got to start slow. <laughs> yeah, right, right, slow right. and soft. Yep. Right. Neil Sean's a great guitarist. And, you know, he is. So they're great, talented musicians. And again, we progressed over the 17 years since. Yeah. Um, another quick ad. We talk about uh, styles. Um, you're a visual guy, George, mainly. He's more of a lyricist. I, I just like noise. I like the music and the noise of it all. Uh, in the past five, 10 years, I've gotten more into the lyrics. Okay. Um, if the visuals are there, they're cool. If they're not, I'm okay. So I, I wrote that note down because I each the three of us are different. And our primary focus when we see a live show. And I think that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the one last thing I want to say before we actually move on is... Uh, shirt. Yeah, my shirt. Um, the biggest... One of my still biggest regrets ever is... Uh, speaking of like starting soft um, with, with Journey. You... I don't remember what the scenario was, but you somehow scored front row seats to the Moody Blues. Yes. And, and asked me to go with you. Correct. And at the time, I didn't. I wasn't into them, and I was like, mm-hmm. I'll just be bored. Like, I'll, I'll I'll be in the front row, which is cool. And yeah. I I I so clearly remember having that conversation with you. Uncle Jerry went in your place and is forever grateful. Yeah, and I am so pissed <laughs> because I love the Moody Blues now. And it's fabulous. Yeah. We're just looking up at them. The musicianship. I don't <laughs> care how old they were, and the lady violinist. Yeah. I mean, sick. And, sick show. And you you literally told me you're like you're probably gonna re- regret this one day. I'm like, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you might be right, but I just think I'll be too bored. And now here I am regretting it. So I forgot about that. Yeah, I just had to bring it up because I'm <laughs> fucking pissed. But, um, how old are you? Damn, how old was that? Don't look at me. Maybe Jun- junior highish. No, it was before then. All right, grade schoolish. Yeah, grade school. Okay, well, I would say ten around there. Well, I, I understandable. Yeah, I don't your ten year old brain. Yeah, yeah, but when you tell when you tell anybody first row, I don't care what it's for. People are like, oh yeah, I'll go. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm such an idiot. Maybe I'd watch SpongeBob or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, that's first fine. row at Slipknot too. I never said first row. Said I rail. said rail. Hey. There's so many rails. That's not what rail means. Were we on the rail at download? There was a rail in front of us. Download's coming later. Um, I had to guard guard that rail when he had to either go get us a drink or go to the bathroom. So you did leave the rail? I did one time, and Ooh. I did once, and I was like... And I had to guard the rail, and that's fine. We were a team. It was before Behemoth, because I was like, you know, if I miss some of that, I won't be upset, because they suck. So, I, there we go. I don't like them that much. All right, fair enough. I'm, I'm just fucking around. I don't need to defend Behemoth. All right, good. All right. Um, what shirt are you wearing? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, the shirt I got on. Uh, this is probably my favorite shirt that I own, just because of the story behind it. Um, obviously, a pretty bittersweet memory, and I have so wore it today because Dad, you're on the show, and we were at this concert together. I actually told this story on the uh, the pilot of this podcast, but we cut it out uh, of the final edit because you know figured we'd save it for the grunge episode. Um, yeah, yeah. 
But yeah, I'm wearing my Soundgarden, one of my Soundgarden shirts, the last Soundgarden shirt, because George, you obviously know the story pretty well at this point, but yep. for those who don't know, uh, my dad and I here, we were we were at Soundgarden's last ever show, which was in uh, Detroit at the Fox Theater, May 17th, 2017. I'll, was it Fox? It was at yeah, the Fox, Fox yeah. Huh? I'll remember that for the rest of my life, because you know... I mean, where, where do I start with the story, you know? Uh, I guess just to get right into it, uh, we go home, everything's fine. Uh, Mom wakes me up the next day, freaking out. My phone's blowing up that night. Yeah, okay. and uh, she wakes me up and goes, did Chris Cornell die on stage? What? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she and she's like, yeah, I'm watching the news and Chris Cornell is, is dead. No way. The, the singer of Soundgarden, obviously. Um yeah, he, after the show, he went back to his hotel room. MGM at, Grand? Yeah, MGM in Detroit, and uh, and committed suicide after the show. 11.45 with a strap in the shower. Yeah, hung himself, and then, of course, you know, Chester did the same thing a couple months later from Lincoln Park. Yeah, right, crazy. Right, Chris's right. birthday. I'm, yeah, oh my God, it's so weird. But, that was, yeah. I mean, you, you can obviously help me with the story, because I... I it's burned in my. It will be burned in my memory forever. But you know, the whole time we're we're at the show, uh, man, it's uh, it's obviously weird to talk about now because I haven't really talked about it with you since it happened, probably. And, no, it's, uh, it's, it's it's tough. And I was saying during the show, yeah, and that's I've what seen I was about Soundgarden to say. many times before then. We saw them like a year before open for mm-hmm. uh, Nine Inch Nails. They kicked ass. Oh, yep, wow. blew the shit out of Nine Inch Nails, in my opinion. Yep, and then we saw them on their. Reunion tour uh, a couple years before that when King Animal came out. Mm-hmm. So I had seen him twice prior. You you've probably seen. Yeah. So anytime people ask me how many times you've seen artists, I say I'll say a number, but then I always put a disclaimer again, plus or minus five. I don't have a memory of, but Soundgarden. I'll say before all I saw it with him, let's call it ten times, at well, least. And you've, always you've seen Audio Slave, obviously. Oh yeah, three times Audio Slave. That I got down. Right. <laughs> Soundgarden always tight musicianship's great and I was remember during the show I kept saying to him I was mad yeah. something's not right he is off you kept saying to me I think he's drunk because he meds, was meds or something, something. That's what, yeah I remember, very I remember Wyland, him telling like, me that, that very Wyland like the pills and the booze and whatever else he was just off and, I, and I, the bass player I forget his name Ben Shepard was getting pissed too yeah really? Kim was too I think so he was really, yeah. really off. And then he went off stage for like five to ten minutes. Yeah. And then he finally came back, and that's a first. So I knew something was really off. Hmm. Yeah. So it's just, I, did, I, I, did, I had a bad feeling during the show in general because I'd never seen that before. I knew, of course, we all know Chris has always dealt with issues. We all do right. in our own way. But, but he does the. I thought he did the best of hiding it compared to all the other grunge frontmen. Yeah. Correct. And I would have never thought in a million years that he would have killed himself because, you know, He's he's been so he was sober at least or so I thought for however many years. Yep. Um, but you know, looking back after the fact, when it when it happened, I obviously did some research. Like I want to know mm-hmm. the story. Like why did this happen? Mm-hmm. There was so many hints he dropped throughout that show. Like looking back, it's spooky because as you said, he left the stage, which was we'd never seen him do that before. And all the all the three times that I've seen him, um, when they did resume playing at one point, they covered. In My Time of Dying by Led Zeppelin, which we've obviously never seen them do a cover before. Nope. And that's a, obviously a pretty weird... It's random. Yeah. Or 
But is it random though? Like, was he thinking about it the whole time? Because, yeah, yeah. And because he also said some comment where I didn't think twice about it during the show, but reading about it the next day, uh, on the back of the shirt is all the tour dates. Uh, the next date after Detroit was Columbus. Oh, Columbus, okay, New was Ohio. Yeah, it was like the next day in Columbus. He said something like during his like in between song stage banner. He said something like. Man, you guys are, are a great crowd. Because, I mean, everyone says Detroit's a great crowd, obviously. But he said something like, Columbus is going to be real sorry tomorrow. What? Yeah, so, I mean, obviously I didn't think anything of it at the time. But when it's you hear weird. that now, it's kind like... a weird thing to say. Yeah. It's, you, never, you never want to be like, oh, the next guys are not going to... Yeah. I'm not going to put on as good a show Between, next time. Yeah, yeah, I didn't even think yeah. all that through because you did the deep research and I, I just wanted to move on and forgot about it. But yeah, those statements and playing that song... Yeah. And the way he was off, I, I, the, the whole night, he just didn't have a good feeling. Right. And also, before they introduced my wave, that's when I was like, you, you were telling me the whole time, like, yeah, he's drunk. And I'm like, no, he's, you know, it's just yeah. it's just the acoustics in here or something. It's just... Yeah, the box isn't great, but... Yeah. I mean, I, at other shows we've seen there, I've always liked, but, you know, obviously... Nine Nails, right? Did they play... Was they that, were, yeah, they were at the Fox. I thought that, they sounded great. That was a great show, but yeah, anyways, Audio-wise. But. Audio-wise, it was fantastic, yeah. Um... Yeah, but the the moment where I was like, all right, something might be going on here, they were introducing My Wave, which is a song about, like, you know, uh, personal expression and whatnot. You're having a great time and no one can get you off yes. your wave. Yes, and he said something like, man, I don't care if you burn burn your house down. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't, I don't care if you burn yes. someone else's house down. Nope. Just don't burn mine down. This song's called My Wave. <laughs> He's saying weird stuff all night. Yeah. It's basically what you guys are driving at. He's right. It was just weird, but... They yeah. found all kinds of stuff in the system in the autopsy. Right, so. right, right. In the autopsy, they did find some substances. And I there was remember. there was some some weirdness with the security guard or whatever. Yeah. Right? There was some yeah. foul play suspected. Right. I don't really remember all that, probably because I chose not to, but... They, they they looked at at least at the MGM. They looked at all the video, um, found no foul play. Really? I mean, that's that's the report. Right. No foul play, and that was just his personal choice. Yeah, and Vicky Cornell, his wife, now mm-hmm. widow, obviously. Uh, apparently, he called her. Um, that's correct. Beforehand, yeah. After the show, and was like, it was within an hour. Yeah, he said like, tell the kids I love them or something weird like that. She correct. said so. I, yeah, it was from when the show ended to when he did that. It was with uh, within sixty minutes. Yeah. Mm. Um, obviously pretty weird yeah. Um, but yeah the last song they ever played live and we it's Soundgarden one of our collective favorite bands so we stayed for the whole thing oh yeah the last song they ever played live was Slaves and Bulldozers which obviously a kick-ass song but it's very dark yep. so kind of yeah. makes sense I guess um, it's one of my favorite songs but... yeah for sure um, yeah I'm, I'm in a bad mood now we're gonna, we're gonna flip it. George, George, get, George will get us back on track. What's that for the shirts? <laughs> I, I can get us back on track actually. Because uh, tell, tell us your shirt. Oh, did you already do it? Yeah, this was, was this whole thing was the shirt. That was, so. Okay, got it. Got yeah, it. That's the shirt right. from the show, and I got the same one, a different color. Right. Wow. But I, I do wear it from time to time, and I, a lot of people ask me, "Were you at that show?" I said, "Yeah." Yeah. Wow. It's like that's not something I'm. I don't go publicize, but if asked a question, I'm not gonna lie. Well, yeah, because obviously, when mom woke me up, I was like, "I'm not gonna." It was it was a school night when Correct. when we saw the show and. I obviously 
why would I not wear the shirt the next day? Correct. Out of respect. Yep. Right, right, yeah. And one of our uh, security guards at the high school, as I was walking in, he was one of the, literally the first guy I see when I walk into school, he was like, oh man, why'd you have to wear that shirt today? <laughs> like, I mean, he, he meant it in, in like a joking way, yeah. but like, I was like, yeah, man, I know it sucks because like he was obviously a fan as well. Um, I, I remember, oh man, so much happened at school that day just because, I mean, I was wearing the shirt, people, I told my friends I was going to that show. I was in a uh, current events class with Mr. Kopech, who oh, I yeah, think yeah. you remember. Yeah, um, yeah we, we had to like give current events every day, and that was obviously my current event. Damn. Because uh, he was like, he saw my shirt as well and was like, yeah, I mean, y- you can definitely address that if you want to. And I was like, I mean, I, yeah. I definitely should, because one it's of life. my favorite musicians ever now, you know, is gone. Uh, people, <laughs> do you remember my buddy Joe Lansra, by chance? No. All right, he... He was like, you know, in the high school, it's obviously a pretty big cafeteria. He like saw me from like the other end and was like, Flum, you were at Soundgarden's last ever show. Oh, God. Like yelled it super loud. I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, it was, yeah, lots of, lots of shit happened in school that day, but, um, which sucks, but, uh, we got to move on. Right. So, mm-hmm. and in terms of moving on, uh, we'll go. We'll go into metal news because there's actually some kind of related metal news that has to do with Soundgarden. All right. Um, So, the band that opened that night at that show was the Pretty Reckless. Taylor Momsen. Right. She's my Valentine's. George's Metal Valentine. The, uh... Um... She was Cindy Lou Who in the live version of of The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Okay. Dead, if you remember that. She was a little girl. She grew up to be a rock star now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, So they opened for Soundgarden that night because they were on that tour with them when we saw them. Um, They haven't put out any new music since then. And there was was some word going around that they were going to be collaborating with Soundgarden. And me and him talked about that a little bit on one of these pods. But it finally came to fruition. Um... They released their first album since that happened called Death by Rock and Roll. I don't know if that's, you know, a play on what happened with Chris, but obviously um, they've been they've been pretty close with Soundgarden ever since then because of that. And one of the songs on the album, this album came out, uh, what would it be, the, the Friday before Valentine's Day, which would be like the 12th, I think. Um, yeah, there's a song on there featuring Kim and Matt from Soundgarden oh, nice. called... Uh, Damn, what's it called? It's like one, I don't know, something about love. It's it's pretty good. Mm. Um, there's also a uh, Tom Morello is also featured on oh. one of the songs. That's it's pretty good. It's a good album. So just had to shout out the Pretty Reckless real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but the big news that I want to talk about, and I think both of you will be happy to hear this, Gojira is officially back. They dropped their new song, uh, Born for One Thing. Huh. That will be off their new album called Fortitude, which is going cool. to be out on April 30th. Did you guys get a chance to listen to that I song? Not, I have not either. Gojira. I definitely will now. Yeah, I also enjoy Gojira a lot. It is absolutely fire. Cool. I Yeah, it's been... 2016 was uh, when Magma came out, so mm-hmm. they haven't dropped an album since then, but obviously this is... Uh, <laughs> exciting news. Yeah, very exciting news. We're looking forward to <laughs> We saw to Gojira in Grand Rapids. What's that place called? 
We had like twenty a, Monroe Live, four, like a front at the at the top, right on the front. Have you seen him yet? Yeah, I have. Yeah, yeah. He was at Knotfest with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When awesome. Gojira opened, mm-hmm. and it's funny because our our last guest on the show, uh, George's buddy Nick. Yeah, uh, he was at that same show. Uh, Evan, who we've had on the show, was also at that same show. Yeah. So I guess wow. You know, me and George always talk about how like metalheads are, are always like in places together like mm-hmm. without knowing without, without realizing knowing it, it yep. yeah so like yeah you and me uh nick and evan were off that same show and now right. like i'm pretty good buddies with evan now and nick is obviously awesome so it's mm-hmm. pretty funny and we were all at the nine inch nails show as well at the fox he was not there oh yeah. i went yeah you were by yourself i went with a uh, a friend who went to wayne state um okay. but i was like all the way in the nosebleeds oh okay i thought your dad was with you no we saw him together at another plan up well yeah, we saw Soundgarden open for Nine Inch Nails. That's when you that and I like saw. That like a him. great time. It was it was really cool. He yeah, he wasn't all into Nine Inch Nails. He's Why not? Like, Here, not, not true. When he went true. off, he did two different sets. Yeah, the one set was just no. The other set, and even Curtis <laughs> said the same thing. The one set was just kind of wacky, and the second set was was top. At Pine Up. Yes. Yeah, because. Right. Yeah, I remember Curtis was like, "This, this is fucking elevator music right now." Correct. Because they were Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, yeah. Cause they were playing a lot of shit off of Hesitation Marks because that was the album that just came out. Oh, so, yeah. See, I mean, that's, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm no, respecting right. it. I'm, no, I want it hard and fast, not this. Yeah. You want the throwbacks? That's what you want. Don't give me a pillow, right? <laughs> when I'm working or or, or or want to chill, then I'll listen to that. I don't want to see it live. Yeah, yeah no. When, when well, I saw cool. them, it's cool, but when I saw them, he did. Almost every song off of Broken, almost yeah. every song off of Pretty Hate Machine. And you went the first night, correct? The first night, yeah. Yeah. Almost every song off of, or all the heavy ones off of the Downward Spiral. I knew every word to we got the almost bad every song. So, yeah, you, you got the got bad, bad draw. draw because yeah. Nine Inch Nails definitely has some, some elevator music Oh, yeah. Songs. Not that I'm against it. Right. This For sure. Not, not, at this, not at this show. But, uh, yeah, I, I asked you to go. You were all, That was the show when they made you... Trent didn't want to do that stupid Ticketmaster shit. So, if you remember, I stood in line... At Little Caesars Oh, you Arena. actually did? Yeah. You actually did it? I stood in line for like six hours because <laughs> he could only... How, what did he call it? I don't remember what the name of the event was, but you had to buy tickets like at that. least a week in advance. No, it was months in advance, actually, because I stood in line in summer, and the concert wasn't until fall. Did you talk to any other metalheads? No, I was just... I specifically That was the remember, point of that. I know, but that like, was, That's what he said. He's like, I want you guys to stand in line and talk to each no, other. No, I, I definitely oh, did. That's cool. But for the most yeah. part, I was just... I had Lamb of God in my earbuds the whole time. It but wasn't Pantera. No. He Lamb likes God. both, man. Because... Let's not go there. Legion... We're not going <laughs> to... Yeah, that's right. Let's not do the Lamb of God Pantera thing <laughs> today. No, let's not start. <laughs> Le- <laughs> Legion leave 20. Leave it out of this episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, Legion yeah. 20 just came out, so I was like... You did right. the opposite of what Trent wanted you to do. I did talk to other metalheads. I did. They're in line... Yes, in line. I okay. did. I right. promise you. All right. You did you fulfill your duty. I bought my a, tickets online, so I can't even speak. You dick. We are still <laughs> in metal news, right? Yeah. We're still, <laughs> yeah. We, we like to go on tangents. All right, I'll finish that's, it That's up. what editing's for. Anyways. We, we usually keep it in. All right, shut up. Anyways, I asked you. I said, you're, you're my first choice to go to the show because there was two nights. Yeah. He played two nights at the Fox. Yep. I said, I'm going to do the first night because I think that'll be cooler. So I bought tickets. Is that just a gut, a gut feeling? It was a gut feeling. I bought tickets for the first night. Yeah. I asked you, and you said, no, what if he plays the, the bad set? And I said, that's that's a risk he I'm willing to take. the best set I've ever heard. He played literally the first three albums, which were the the best three. Played all the all the bangers. All the bangers. And it was one of the best shows ever. And, and then when he, went, when he went into the weird stuff, he pulled out a saxophone. Like, it was cool. His favorite he, instrument. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So he you pulled, missed out, man. <laughs> 
I will say, when we did see him at Pine Knob, it was kind of weird because he came out on stage by himself with literally the only light was a light bulb hanging from That's the ceiling. Sweet. Was it weird or did you like it? it? Was, I loved it because okay. I'd never seen him before and then like more people came on. It, it was sweet. I, I thought. think I thought the pacing. It was different. It was, different. It it was cool. different. I thought the pacing of that show was cool. That's why it was one of yeah. my favorite concerts because he did something I could never have. Yeah. He did Hurt, obviously, as the closer. Was it the closer? I don't even remember. But um, he, he added in the slow songs right when I, right when I wanted them. Yeah. So that's why that's one of my favorite shows. Yeah. Hmm. All right. We need to definitely. Yeah, we, we need to round up. Last little piece of metal news. I've been forgetting to talk about this for a couple of weeks now, but Lamb of God uh, released a new song called uh, Ghost Shaped People, which mm-hmm. was an outtake from the new album. I just heard that on Sirius this morning. Yeah, it's, oh, pretty, wow. it's pretty solid. Um, the deluxe edition of that album will be out in March. Cool. So, yeah, that's all I got from metal news. Um, now we can really get into our topic at hand. Uh, and kind of interview you a little bit, if that's oh, all right. Geez. Sure. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... I like when you guys talk, but I'll keep going. Well, you're our guest, so you need oh. to... This is this is your time to shine right now. Oh, right. The, the first question we always like to ask our guests is, how did you get into metal? Yeah, I've, I've watched all your episodes, so... Our so, biggest fan right here, by the way. <laughs> <and gentlemen, laughs> so, yeah. yeah, biggest fan. So, let's see, start from the beginning, from the womb. Like everything else, you have to go to your parents. So the memory I have is always having music on in the house and in the car. A memory I have is my mom was driving around on an old Volkswagen Beetle, Hell yes. red, and it had this little handlebar on it right above the glove box. So she'd be playing like the Who, the radio, it's AM back then, right? Late 60s, early 70s, you think it through. Yeah. So Who, Cream, you go through all that stuff. Uh, then you have the, the 70s, kind of early 70s stuff. But I just remember grabbing that handle, just going like this, to, and she would turn it up loud. He was riding rails before it was a thing, bro. <laughs> yeah, the Volkswagen had a little bar across that where it goes to the glove box, that is right? So that's just, oh, yeah. uh, she'd turn it up loud. You know, and I would have to turn it up louder because she liked to sing. Okay. And she was a very, very good singer in yeah, high school. Yeah, she's a great she, singer. She could have went to Juilliard. Some things got in the way. She's a great singer. But when she sang rock and roll songs in a car not so much yeah. so I would turn the music up and just bang, bang to that and then I, I just you know and then as I got older I just I got into it myself so right. junior high and high school back then no no phones or anything else so that's record players and vinyls yep. I remember coming home from school always wanting to get home from school or sports practice I played all the sports I was, I'm a jock I'm not an artist all the sports I have no creativity. I can't even draw a stick figure. I can't do all this kind of stuff you guys do. I respect it immensely. I have no creative skill in me. Can't play an instrument, but I really respect those that do. So I would just come home. I would put, back then, the headphones were like this. And I would lay yep. on the couch in the dark and just listen to all the albums that's that they the way had. To do it. That's what you do, that's, right? That's what I, every yeah. time, I don't listen to an album unless I can do it in the dark with headphones. Yeah. So it could be, it might be Ray Charles. It could have been, nice. you know, all the 70s bands from Kansas to the Who, all those things. I just remember doing that. Mm-hmm. Now the, the, tran, uh, the transgression into metal. And, and Brendan has met him. So I have a cousin. Yeah. His name's Cool Fred Schmidt. Okay. From the Detroit area. I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, so go for it. So he, he, was, a, he was a drummer. Heavy, heavy, hard rock metal band drummer. And for those old folks that might be listening to this pod in the future, you'll know these bands' names. From Muggsy. These, these are, disclaimer, these are like Detroit area. Correct. Like, kind Detroit of, area bands. Came right out of the heart of the soul of Detroit. which was, and, and it was like kind of during the hair metal era, right? Like the 80s. Correct. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they started earlier than that, but then that's when they got really right, popular. Right. Muggsy, another band was called Weapons. Weapons. He ended it with Cub Coda and the Points. 
actually weapons became kind of popular in England, in London, a lot of mm. stuff you've talked about. Okay. So I remember just being around him, and I remember going to see him play the drums and that hard rock stuff in high school and in my college years at the Tolkien Lounge, Tolkien Lounge. and Harpo's in oh, Detroit. Yeah. So okay. that was a bridge to me getting into the harder stuff. So I like the classic rock and all that, and I love right. jazz, and I love classical. You guys know I feel about country. Right. So yeah, we've addressed I it. So <laughs> I, I respect country. I respect it. It's American genre. I just don't prefer it. Yeah. And you're right. I don't use the word hate. Right. But he's mentioned hate. What's well, in my mind. I don't want him or me using hate in regards to people. Right. Man, I hate because that happened today. That's okay. But hating a person or, or some organization, I, I just don't condone. So I would never say I hate country. I just like it. Okay. I, I don't listen to it. Zach Brown, because they play some Slayer and some Rage at the end of the shows, yeah. and they're very talented. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll listen to 20 minutes of Zach Brown and some of those songs. That's cool. Okay. So that was my bridge as my, as my, my cousin, Cool Fred Schmidt, in, in some metal. And then I just took it off from there. Growing up in a diversified high school, Belleville, Michigan, you guys talked about the Belleville 3. Yep. Right. Right. Going into Kevin's basement and listening to him do his techno, great. But then I would want to go listen to you know some hard rock stuff after that. So yeah. our school is very diverse. So white, black, you had whites that loved uh, that kind of stuff. You had blacks that liked hard rock, too. And I was friends with all kinds of those people. So then and the music, to me, I listened to it every day for hours. And he knows that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I still do. So yeah. without music, I'm not alive. Yeah, so that kind of segues pretty nice into the next question, which is, what do you like about metal? Yeah, you guys, you guys have said all the same thing. I really don't know if I can add any further context to the sense of community. But mm -hmm. for me, it's... it's, it's uh, it's an escape from reality, mm -hmm. but yet it's life relatable. Yeah. Right. Yep. To me, that's kind of a saying. It's, you know, you have a stressful work day, you work 12, 14 hours and work and you're getting paid. But man, when I turn that off, I get away from it and I can just be consumed by that noise. I like the noise, right? Mm -hmm. And that yep. music, I always tell people until you see a show live, especially hard rock, I tell people lots. Oh, you listen to you know, I'm in my business suit back in the '70s and '80s, listening to Slayer and Pantera and all that stuff. I said, "You like that stuff?" In my suit, I said, "Yeah." I said, "Go to a live show." Yeah, yeah. Let it get into your soul. That's what I always tell people. It gets in your soul. That's how I can explain it. The energy, yeah. the working out, the sense of community, all those things that you guys talk about. I don't want to repeat. I've taken him to to so many different types of shows, and I tell people this all the time: the metalheads are the most cool, protective of a little man going to a show. Like yeah. The big dude will want to put him on his shoulders. Hey, can I put your little man on my... Yeah, put him on your shoulders. <laughs> and if somebody would hit him, hey, watch the little man here. Yeah. So they're very, very protective. Every type of show has its idiots. Right. Yeah. They get it. Right. But all the shows that he's gone to when he was growing up, the metal community, as you guys always say, is most protective, the most thing. It could be a business guy. It can be... Um, a guy working at a restaurant, and we're all the same. Doesn't matter, mm -hmm. right? All colors, creeds, ages. That's what I love about. It. Yep, definitely. Uh, that's what I've been telling my friends too. Like, who you know, kind of shit on me and George for liking this kind of music. Mm -hmm. I'm like, until you go to a concert, you can't, you cannot judge it because that is like, as I've described before, it's like a religious experience. Mm -hmm. It's where we feel the most comfortable. I think that was yeah. A, that, I think. You said that. And I, 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 I did I say that. that. That's a very, uh, very good. And, good and going to a show and going with your family and your friends. Nothing better. You can't, I, I, you can't put it into words. Mm -hmm. And to share that experience with them and just 
turning everything else off. Everybody's got their own issues and their own bad days, but you go there for that, the pregame before the show, yeah. right? And then the show and then the postgame. I don't care what day of the week it was. I'd get two hours sleep and then I'd have to go perform at work. Yeah. My right. whole career, my, all my careers. Mm-hmm. And that was my sanctuary to get away. Yeah, sports is different. I still still active in sports, but music, would, if given a choice, it would Always be music. music. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And that's kind of funny that you say that. Another thing, talking about me regretting things, obviously, <laughs> I, do you remember when I, when you bought me my first guitar, how old I was? Bought you that first acoustic of which I put all the backstage passes on. Which on, we still have, yeah. On the guitar and the case, they're almost full now of all the various shows that we've got backstage with. That's later if we want to talk about it. But I was definitely in elementary school. Yeah, absolutely. Then yeah. you did the guitar lessons for a while. Yeah. And I thought you were going to just be all the music and then you turn a little jock yeah, as well, I, which is fine. In middle school, I was like, oh, sports, this is this yeah. is awesome. You learn a lot from like two sports. Yeah. I chose sports over guitar at the time, and that's something else I very much regret now. You're going to tell them the, the, the Christmas story? The Christmas story? The Christmas gift story? The bass? Or no, the other guitar? The SG Gibson guitar that his parents bought for him for Christmas. You had an SG. I had, I started SG with a... Gibson. Here, let me think. Started with a, that, that stupid little acoustic. Yeah, when you're five. I played that in a couple elementary talent shows. Correct. <laughs> you did, you did great. There was a Telecaster. Correct. Because they said that was the best one to learn lessons on. Yeah. The telly. Yeah, tellies are sweet. Um, Then after that, I wanted to play bass because I was getting more into metal and I was like, the bass is sweet. I did have a bass at one point. I do remember that. I don't, it wasn't for long because I was like, (laughs) yeah, guitar is definitely better. And then that's when we went with the SG. Yeah. Nice brand new Christmas gift. And then uh, following January, you're going to, no, no, they went all sports. You you got rid of it? You did. (laughs) You did. Because, no, I, sp- I told Andrew and Mitch are going to be on the next pod, just throwing it out there right now. Um, mm-hmm. When they were at our place over this winter break, yep. I was telling tell this story because I come home from school one day, my favorite fucking amplifier, that orange, the orange brand amp, which has the best tone uh-huh. across any amplifier I've ever played. Uh-huh. You, you, just, you just sell it one day. I sold it back with the SG Gibson that no. you didn't play anymore, so I sold it <laughs> no. back to the Qatar Center. No. I come home from school, I'm like, where the fuck is my with the SG amplifier? Gibson I sold back. Whatever. <laughs> you All just right. came home and you was gone? Yeah. No, I, I, I love mad. that thing. I've definitely, I've definitely had an experience like that with my parents. I think that's a parent thing. Yeah. Just get rid of your stuff. And, and as you know, I was in... Uh, part of the reason I, as you say, went jock, which I... That's cool. You learn a lot of sports. No, I'm glad you did. The re- a part of that reason is because I was in stupid-ass middle school band, and I oh. hated it with a passion. I didn't like band either. I was also in band. You used to play the percussions. You yeah, I, I loved percussion. And and while I was in band, I was like, yeah, can I have a drum set? Because that's what I wanted to play. I want it because, you know, I like metal. I want to bang on some drums. Oh, I forgot my story. And you said this. no because it would be too loud or whatever. They are loud. No, stuff. they are. And I get it. But... That was part of the reason. The I'm going to bring clarity to who said no, but we'll, that's, we'll yeah, leave it on. Yeah, my mom, of course. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, whatever. This is Flum, if you're watching. Brendan's still mad about the drums. Yeah, I, I'm, yes. Because I... Wait, so, so, <laughs> this this timeline doesn't make sense to me. So, there, so when, <laughs> you went jock, right? That wasn't very grunge of you. That's oh like God. the opposite of grunge. Because I hated middle school band because we played all this so, so therefore you pussy got rid shit. Of, uh, anyways, that wasn't even the point that I was going to make. Um... 
I was going to ask you. Well, I was about to ask you something. I forgot. I don't. I don't know. Oh, by the way, I had a drum kit. My mom got it. And mom and dad got it for me. And said they got it for me when I was little. It was one of those ones with the paper on it, and it lasted two weeks. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's let's, my drum kit story. Let's just I move on. I did have one. I did have one. Sweet. I wish I did, but you oh, know. Oh, I remember. Were you ever in a band? Were you in a rock band? Yeah, I played in town shows with uh, Brian Allaire. He was on drums. I was on guitar when I was still doing guitar at the time. So you were good enough to play live. Minus Telly. Oh. Well, see, that's another reason I stopped, because when I was taking guitar lessons... All I wanted to do was learn how to play like ACDC songs, no, which is what I play in the talent the show. I didn't actually want to learn how to play the instrument. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to that was me as well. play metal. That know? was my experience, too. That's why I just do it casually. Exactly. I just want to learn riffs. I don't really care about the chords and all that. Yeah, so that's something else I regret every day. But anyways. Not going jock? That's what you regret every day? Oh, not, no, not that. I made all my best friends through sports, which is, you know, I wouldn't trade that for the world. But I wish I did both at the same time, okay. I guess. Okay. Um, Let's get back on track here. Dad, who are your favorite artists? Artists? In general. Yes. Okay, we skip the... Uh, do it out of order. Okay, concerts are later. Favorite artist? I'm going to... Uh, obviously, so many. So I'm going to go with the ones I've seen live and in person the most. Okay. And that would be my favorite classic rock artist, which would be The Who, mm-hmm. which um, dozens and dozens of shows. I've been able to meet the band and Roger and Pete many, many times with my work. Won't leave it there. Sticks. Cool. Don't knock them. Sticks Early is sticks awesome. It's hard. Your musicianship of sticks is great. Yep. I know. I know the management and the and the band as well with them. And then we get into Corn, Slayer, and Rage. Wow. So yep. those are my top five cool. because I've seen them the most live. Okay. Now those are my favorite artists because to me, back to the live factor, right? We have seen Corn more than anybody together and Slayer right behind. I don't know. That's I have the pretty num- close. I can't. I don't have the number in my mind. I don't know. My biggest regret, I never saw Rage Alive. But well, we were about to. Yeah. Until I, COVID, obviously. Right. understand. Still, I haven't seen him. Right. All right. Now we get to Grunge. All right. So I, hold I, up. Hold up. You want to get into Grunge now? Favorite artist. Okay. All right. What are favorite artists? Okay. Uh, my first, I, I did it in two segments. So 1A and 1B. Because they're all. Now I get, now I get it. So, so he close. got that for me. Okay. So, oh. grunge. Uh, no, these first three, no order. Chains, Soundgarden, and Stone Temple Pilots. Don't knock them. That's yeah. your one A. My one A. Wow. So Stone Temple Pilots is one A, and the other ones are no, one no, B. Those three are together. Yeah. In the one first A set. category. Chains, Soundgarden, Stone Temple Pilots are together as my first tier. Wow. Yeah. Right. Seen them all a million times, and the, and that song that brings in the latter half of grunge. The, the the anthem of grunge before Smells Like Teen Spirit is Interstate Love Song. By After Stone Smells Like Teen Spirit. Correct. Yeah. Mainstream. That's one of the best. When you think the second half of grunge, you think Interstate Love Song. It's a classic song. Love it. Second tier. Pumpkins, Pearl Jam, and Nirvana. Okay. That's now, cool. Nirvana I love. That album, I would go to my basketball leagues at night. I played that album. Never eight. mind. Never mind. Yeah. Mean. Never mind album. I played it. Constantly in my car, going to all my basketball leagues. That and was now my, it's ruined. That was my juice. <laughs> yeah. Right. So never mind that Nirvana. I go back quickly. I love Nirvana, but it goes back to your Guns N' Roses story on body of work, and that's why they're in my second tier. Hmm. I do the same thing with my grunge artists. I'll get into it later. So, but one A, one B. I do a similar I, thing. I want to also mention artists real quick. Shout out to Techno. I, mean, I grew up with the Bell Bell 3. Yeah. I love that techno. I, I, I have my, my, my heart is in techno. 
already talked about country, and I love jazz. Instrumental jazz, not the singing. I love jazz and, and the talent that goes to jazz music. Cool. I know I listen to a lot of artists there, but I've lived a long life and I had to throw it in. Yeah, like I said, you you were born before metal was a thing, so you definitely lived through all of it. Right. Yeah. Um, and I like classical too. It has its place. It does. It does right. have its place, as I Classical's talked about. Great. Yeah. Um, what is the best concert you have ever seen? So we're not doing subgenres yet. Okay. Concert. Yeah, you are doing these out of order. I am, but there's a reason. Okay. Concert. Let me find it. Because th- these are important. I had to really think hard here. Yeah, it's tough. So concert, and t- to me, it doesn't need to be necessarily one artist. You guys have talked about that. So for me, that hands down, clearly, was when the three of us were downloaded. Oh, yeah, yeah by yeah, far. Yeah. So I got to throw that in. The experience of my life, my first UK yep. festival. Yep. Yep. The fact that we were in mud and the rain for three days wearing our wellies. <laughs> yeah. You didn't yeah. have wellies. No. So right. I was even you were screwed. I was worse off than you guys. Yeah. It's great that we saw you. I'm glad you could join us. I'm glad I could buy you drinks. We're going to have to do it again someday. <laughs> it's really, really cool that you were able to join us yeah. there. Yeah. So 2019 download, by far, hands down. Yeah. Second, this might surprise you, 2005, Audio Slave hmm. at Fair. the Fox Theater. Nice. Um, Very cool. Uh, and I got to pull this up because this is important. So Cedar, I like Cedar. Cedar, okay. they were on that bill. Yeah, this is the thirty seconds of Mars. Okay, Cedar Audio Slave Fox Cedar. It's a very fabulous show, vibe. top to bottom. That's awesome. So I never saw Rage at the time. So they played four Rage songs, three Soundgarden songs, Rage songs, nice. Bulls, oh. Sleep Now in the Fire, Testify, and the closer, Killing in the Name. Nice. Place was going absolutely <laughs> nut. I was in a, a personal suite, looking down on the floor. The pits were sick when they did. <laughs> Rage songs and Soundgarden. I was, it was a Friday night too, so I was in another sphere. Soundgarden <laughs> yeah. songs were Spoon Man, Slays and Bulldozers. Nice. Wow. And uh, Blow Up the Outside World. Cool. Okay. That is my, that is my number I, two. I don't think you have ever told me that story once. There's a lot of stories you don't know myself. I, I, <laughs> I know. I didn't know the Jack Daniels story. I didn't know the Cincinnati Bengals cheerleader story. Um, just, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about those. When this is when the episode's done, yeah, um, off the record, that is fantastic. Because no, Audio for, Slave is obviously Rage Against the Machine instead of Zach and Chris with Chris yeah. Cornell as oh the singer, which was, is it was sick. Like, you can you can describe it that way. That's a good the way to energy. It. No, that's literally what they are. It's the Rage guys and Chris. It's yeah. It's the band of I know, Rage I, and Chris. I, I know. Yeah. Music wise, you're saying it's not quite the same. No, I'm I'm agreeing with you. Oh, okay. okay. Chris nailed. He nailed it. He yeah. nailed. He nailed the Rage songs. And, and Morello and those guys were just, they were just sick. Because, part of my one hot minute, but I don't want to get into it. You go to Detroit, and they, they can feed off Detroit's energy. Yeah. At the Fox Theater downtown, the place is just absolutely packed. Mm-hmm. It was a poop show. Right? <laughs> absolutely crazy. You can, you can cuss. That's all right. No, man. <laughs> okay. I'm being respectful. So, you know, I never know what, who might see this. All oh, the yeah. professional see people it. I sign it to. Third, I got to throw this in. 1996. What? The old Tiger Stadium. Oh, yeah. Kiss, the newly reunited original lineup, played their first full concert in over 16 years. Hot summer night. Old Tiger Stadium. But, warm. George, guess who opened? Who? Oh. Ah. oh, go ahead. Go guess. Ahead. Oh, Two openers. I... The first opening band's from Detroit. Then the second band's who, who he's asking you about. 1996. Wait, I don't know. I'm going to guess who would open for It's one of the big four. No, don't tell him that. I'm sorry. All right, you, you just you ruined it. No, you didn't. Alice? 
Yeah. That's cool. Allison Chains opening for Sponge. Sponge open, Detroit man. Then Chains. Hot Summer Night. So Kiss is playing it up. 16 years, the original lineup, have it back together. It's hot. It was late July, I think it was. So it was hot. Ninth row. With Uncle take, Jack, right? Correct. Ninth row, and I've got Buddy from Belva. Ninth row. I got tickets for it, so now that was a hard ticket, let me tell you. Back then, I didn't have my connections. <laughs> right in front of the, the huge speakers. Okay. Not in the middle of the show. Right far right. Right next to it. These freaking amps all over. I had plugs. Didn't matter. Standing on these folding chairs all day. My legs were so sore. Loudest next to hell yeah. Even with the plugs on for all those hours. Wow. I couldn't hear for three days. <laughs> Allison Chain's getting booed. What? Why? Because it's late. It's like 11 when, or ish when Chain's going. Wow. Were they just late coming on the stage? Because Lane was... No, no, because of the way they made, made him delay... So Sponge started late, which means... Everyone got pushed back. Right, because Kiss oh. had to play it up. They had to wait till dark. Summer gets dark later in the summer, right? Kiss right, wanted right, to come on right, and dark. Right. Oh, I'll yeah. explain it why in a minute. Yeah. This is a good story. You, don't, you, you can't look it up. So Chains and Lane came out in a purple velour suit. I do remember that. And he was really skinny, not all there. You could tell he wasn't into it because everybody was, kiss, kiss, kiss. Everybody wanted to kiss. Right, fuck that. Detroit's her second. I know. I was. I was mad. Detroit's her second home after New York, as we all know for Kiss. And then he gets booed. Everybody's yelling Rooster. They didn't play Rooster. Oh. And he finally <laughs> did this, and he, after a while, they left Good. the stage. Fuck him. Yep. That's that's my memory. Then it's nighttime. Helicopters are flying around Tiger Stadium <laughs> with lights shining down on the crowd. Are you thinking that the, oh, they made it look like the Kiss is coming landing? That is in the helicopters. Wait, did they actually? They made you think they were, oh, okay. but because it, I saw the angle being in the ninth row, you could see they came on the stage, but okay. they made it appear. Like they were about to drop down. It was <laughs> it was very cool. Very cool night. So that was my number three. All right, fair and enough. And we already talked about the Saturday show with Chris. Right. Yeah. I we, think, besides Download, I think my favorite concert experience with you was when we saw uh, Slayer for the last time in Illinois, just because the Illinois. lineup... Yeah, me and him drove seven hours to Moline, Illinois, which is like right on the border of Illinois and Iowa. Okay. Um, it was, the lineup was so weird, and that's part of why I love it so much. It was Phil Anselmo and his oh. solo band playing Straight Pantera. Okay. Was the first band. After that, Ministry. Oh. After that, Primus. Oh. And then Slayer. That sounds very interesting. It we was fucking sick. We saw him five times on the Fireball Tour, and you want to tell him about the surprise I gave you? At that show? Oh, yeah. We got to meet Slayer. I think I've showed you that picture, obviously. No, you didn't even tell me that story. What? I definitely told you I met Slayer. We'll save it for his years. Carrie King, Tom Mariah. Yeah. Paul Bostaff and Gary We met that Slayer man, Bexy. He didn't even tell me. I think I did. I showed you a picture. You would remember that. All right, whatever. You I, I guess you would have remembered. told me you met Tom Mariah. Well, Tom Mariah was my favorite because... Was he cool? Yeah, because I, I went up to him and I was like, it's an honor to meet you. And he's like, it's an honor to meet you. He was like... Making fun of me with my voice. voice huh? You've never told me about any of your backstage experiences, actually. When your dad said that, I didn't even know that you we're, guys had we're, been backstage. We're, we're kind of humble about all that. Okay. Well, you yeah. didn't even tell me As once. we're talking about it on a public podcast. Right? Well, we have been humble about that. <laughs> yeah. but, but that was cool to meet him because that's our, that was, they only that's had it. like three shows after that. Yeah. That was, yeah, that was fun. Uh, just had to throw that in there real quick just because, you know, we made a road trip out of it. So that was obviously a great time. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of Phil Anselmo and Pantera, though, 
Dead, Pantera, or Lamb of God? <laughs> it's it's a running gig on our joke. Yeah, point to the flag. Show, show them what's up. No, I love Lamb of God. Yeah. But to me, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. And, you know, guys, talk about... I wanted to, If you ask me the genre question later, but uh, groove metal? It, you guys talk about Lamb of God on Pantera's groove metal. What the hell is groove metal? It's, it's them. Yeah. Pantera is... It's slower thrash. Pantera, Pantera started groove metal. It's, it's groove thrash, metal. Okay. but... I answer your question, Pantera. I love Lamb of God, though. Yeah. Okay. Groove metal is thrash with dancier drums. Yeah. Slow, it's a, slower riffs a slower, and It's a mid-tempo. Drums. It's about mid-tempo, which makes it heavier. Th- thrash, you're just banging your head the whole time. Okay. Groove, you throw in like a little stoner aspect. Some Got like it. doom stoner aspect. And sometimes no solos. That's also... Sometimes. Sometimes no Less solos than thrash. Okay. Thrash right. has a lot of right. solos. Got it. And then last question leading into our topic at hand. Who or what are your favorite subgenres of metal? All right. This this is good for me. This this, this goes back. What was that one show we watched Sam Dunn? He did the... Um, Headbanger's Doctor. Journey? Yes. And he shows spiders, all these genres. Oh, yeah. The, oh the family God. tree. So I can't keep up with the genres. I can't keep up with the subgenres. <laughs> I can't keep up with the derivative genres. So That's I'm going to really keep funny. it simple. Yeah. Classic rock. Okay. Hard rock. What? <laughs> heavy metal. All heavy metal is hard rock. Oh, see? No. You ask me a question, I'm giving you my genres. The you guys define them, the you guys define them how rock. you want. Classic rock, hard rock, heavy metal, grunge, alternative rock, new metal, speed metal. Speed metal, really? That's it. Okay. That's Slayer, right? Thresh. Yeah. Well, speed see, metal. You know, we, we've talked about Speed metal is like Dragon Force. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Okay. Speed for the sake of speed. Right. Okay. Wherever Slayer goes into. Thresh. You can call them speed metal. You can call them. I think all thrash is speed. Metal. See? Not all speed is that's thrash. That's not true, though, because overkill isn't just speed. Metallica isn't just Here speed. Here we go. No, I, that's what I'm saying. Point taken. I'm not saying just speed. Not all speed metal thrash is thrash. Thrash is about the. It's about the. It's about the chuggy, like, galloping riffs. That's what thrash is. But the BPM is off the charts. So it's speed in that sense. Yeah, but speed metal is just. All right. Dad's looking at us. That's it. Right. Point taken. Yes. Grunge. Got it. Got you, it. you mentioned grunge. That is our topic at hand. Uh, <laughs> you you curated our weekly episode companion playlist, which, what did you title it, George? I, what, what did I title it? Oh, You Couldn't Damn That Chris. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, You Couldn't Damn That Chris in commas, River of Deceit. And he... No, he, he didn't say River of Deceit. You put damn... Uh, oh, you did put River of Deceit. He, he oh, texted you, me. He was like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so explain. Oh, You Couldn't Damn That Chris... In parentheses, Chris, me or Chris Cornell? Chris, you. Because oh, you. Whenever we have a guest, we try to incorporate their name. Into Nobody the calls me that, so that's why I didn't know if you meant Chris Cornell or me as Chris. So Your name is Chris. Everybody calls me old school. So oh, you me. couldn't damn that river of deceit. It's a, it's a Lane Staley thing. Got it. Very original. Now I understand. Thank you. Now <laughs> okay. you spelled it correctly, so people can find it. Yeah, added, <laughs> added the e on the end. Yes. There were some typos in the last episode. I apologize for that. Right. The the link to that will be in the description below. Yeah, and clearly for those that. Actually, go look. I didn't want to add the obviouses. Didn't want to add smells like Teen Spirit or Jeremy. I wanted to add the randoms. Yeah, I had to put some popular like again, one of my favorites. But I, most of them are deeper, random, mid eighties to mid nineties. Didn't go above the time work. You know, I, I, this playlist definitely surprised me. I would say Um, because it was very interesting. Yeah, it's definitely an old school grunge. Slash metalhead listeners playlist as well. So. Yeah, it's on the harder side, but I do have some softer ones. Nothing, nothing off of Super Unknown. Because that's why. When's that released? After Kurt died, and after 1995, I think it was 94. 
94. Close enough. It was the same year. So you, you, don't, you don't count that as essential grunge? I do. I do, but for me, my playlist, I wanted to stay away from that famous album and go to the first two. Yeah. Okay. Because you haven't asked me in my top five grunge albums no, yet. No, no, no. We we're haven't about got to. there yet. No, we're, this is just about the playlist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I worked hard on that playlist. I started with 60 and I got it down to 38. I told you. I don't know what you told me. At least 10, no more than 20. I don't care so what you So you go ahead and I'm do 35. I'm a, I'm, I am a baby boomer on this show. I have the liberty <laughs> okay, to, to duplicate, make it twice. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fine. And okay. for those out there looking to take a deep dive into grunge, uh, this is definitely the playlist for you. Especially the one offs. The one offs are great. Yeah. I think. The, the deep cuts that aren't from the big four. Exactly. I like the deep cuts a lot. Yes. And with that being said, mm-hmm. our top five this week. We are doing our top five grunge albums. And with that being said... Who's going first? You are. I am? Yes. Top five grunge albums. Again, for clarity, to me, I kept it simple. Grunge, mid-80s to mid-90s. Grunge? For me. True grunge is up until Kurt Cobain died, in my opinion. Anything after that is... Super unknown. Oh, that was 94. Same year, so I count it. I mean... That's what I'm saying, though. Where Where's the line? My, the, my, the day... The... My prime example is a band called Bush. You familiar with them? Yeah. They dropped their first album... Yeah. Their first album the year Kurt died. So they're post-grunge to me. They still yeah. play that kind of music. I locked them out. See... Yeah. I post- focused on mid... Okay, mid... Oh, year or two, George, I'm with you. But for Foo for Fighters. Me, exactly. Obviously, You can go on and on. Post-grunge, you can have two episodes on I get yeah, it. Okay. I kept it simple. Yeah. All right. So I, I do want to mention right now is a good time for me. I want I want to I want to educate for for those youngsters that are watching now. Oh, I call, I'm calling it rock and peace. Wisdom provider over here. Yeah, wisdom, yeah Eric will like that. Eric and James. Yeah. So rock and peace crunch. So the folks that have passed, rock and peace, right? Rock and peace. This is a progressive. Mother Love Bone was one of the first pioneers. We'll get to that later. Andrew yep. Wood died in nineteen ninety. The age of twenty-four. Yep. Kurt, nineteen ninety-four, age of twenty-seven. He joined that right. infamous twenty-seven club. Right. Yep. Morrison, Hendrix, Joplin. I'm missing others. Yep. Two thousand two, at the age of thirty-four, Wayne Staley. Yep. Mm-hmm. Two thousand fifteen, at the age of forty-eight, Scott Weiland. Yep. Stone Temple Pilots, and then of course Chris, two thousand seventeen, at the age of fifty-two. Yep. Basically, he was we're the same age. Yep. Chris Cornell and Chris Lum are the same age. <laughs> So, when that all went down, now now to the thought I'd share some of that with you. That's and funny just, how that's progressive. I yeah. I agree, and I almost did my one hot minute about this, but I thought it's weird for me to listen to the song "Alive" by Pearl Jam now, because Eddie Vedder is the only one of the big four that left. The only one who's still alive, and the main lyric of that song is "I'm still alive." And wow. we thought back then you would have thought he'd been the first, Eddie. Yeah, really. He was so when after the first two albums, he got. Really deep. Okay. All right. Whatever. Anyways. All right. Back to top five grown down again. Yeah. I'm keeping out as corns and limp biscuits and the slips. Right. That's a um, new metal. Crunch and metal. I'm focusing on the first two albums of these bands. Okay. Which are sometimes mostly the best two. By Typically, each band. in Typically. my view, they are. Agreed. I didn't go off on a tangent. So for me, Soundgarden, Louder Than Love, 1989. Yep. Bad Motor Frigger, 1991. That's their second and third albums, actually. But, you know. Water yeah, of Love was, is was, one. No. Ultra Mega Okay. Ultra Mega Okay. It's weird, though. Actually, yeah. I don't agree with that. I think I like Super Unknown a lot. I do. Yeah. I, I like I, I went, to my In my view, those first two were most influential to me. Okay. Yeah, for it's sure. Technically the second. So I'm picking two. Right. Nirvana, Bleach, 89, Nevermind, 91. Great choices. Three, Allison Chains, Facelift, 90, Dirt, 92. Yep. 
Pearl so you're Jam. doing top ten right now. Pearl Jam. <laughs> yes, I guess you could say top that. 10, Look at top five, five times two. Top five bands with two albums each. So your top ten grunge albums. Thanks for pulling that together, but I do have a dark horse at the end. All right, sweet. I do too. Number four, Pearl Jam, ten and versus. After right. that, for me. And yeah. then five, they're one of my favorites, but because they're later, 92, 94, Core and Purple. So I went the early Good years. Core and Purple. Core by Core, Stone Temple Core, Pilots. Core, Core, Core. Which is right the there. albums still. Yeah. Okay. Core 1992, Purple 1994. Okay. And then a dark horse, number six. Wow. And he Top. laughs at me. He laughs at me with this one. 1995, it went right to the end because <laughs> I love the song Tomorrow. Oh, my. See? I, see? Frog I don't have to agree. Frog Stomp by Silverchair. It, laugh if you will. But is Freak on that album? I think so. Because that's a really good song. But I think it is. Okay, that's it. You've played Tomorrow for me so many times where I hate it now. And I'm sorry, it is a really <laughs> good song. But I, I'm, That's what's the beauty. You guys don't agree on stuff, and sometimes you and I don't agree. And that's okay. <laughs> I know, I know. Um, okay, I guess... I, <laughs> I'll go. My, my, yeah. I, I have the most basic list, because okay. I, I don't know as much of for the, sure. the deeper cuts of, of grunge. And there's obviously going to be some overlap between the three of us. Oh, it I'm, has to be. Yeah. So I threw Frog Stump in there at the end. I have a really dark horse, too. So. Do you? I have yeah. no dark horses. Everything okay. here is pretty much the... The classics. The classics, yeah. yeah. So I'll, I'll just... This okay. is an order, too. Okay, oh, you, got, you put them in order. I put them in order, yeah. My and favorite, how you like them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My favorite grunge album is Dirt, obviously. Yeah. Um, I told Brendan this. I, I wish I could go back in time before I listened to Dirt so I could listen to it for the first time again. Yeah. Because the first time I heard it, I was blown away. Yeah. Instantly made Alice in Chains my favorite band for a long time. Yeah. And they still are one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, and like like he said before, that is what grunge is. It is. Grunge is dirt. Dirt, essentially. <laughs> By definition. Tri- that's a trivia for you. Well, all right. Alice in Chains. My number two is Super Unknown. Okay. I've listened to this album almost as much as Dirt in high school. Um, nice. Yeah, love it. And that's uh, the one with Spoon Man, right? Yeah. Yes. And Black Hole Sun, so it's, so, it's their big one. Right. It's so for me, one. mainstream commercial, and that's why I went off the grid and went to the two earlier ones. Okay. Yeah, see, I, I, there's so many ways we can go with yeah, different things. that's These cool. Just... Yeah, you have Nevermind instead of In Utero. Yeah. Yeah. And Bleach, but I have never... which is on my list. Yeah. All right. Again, I Anyways. went with the first two. Bleach is number one compared to Nevermind. Go okay, ahead. Fair that, be, that's my take. Fair, yeah. Don't interrupt. Facelift, because <laughs> I love Alice in Chains. That's my favorite grunge band. Also right there on our table. Yep. What, what do we got By there? the way, those were my, the classic CD cases. Those were when I first bought them in the years they released. Actually, I bought Bleach because mm. I got huge into Nirvana. You weren't allowed. I didn't have it. No, I'm saying he didn't have Bleach until oh, we bought yeah, it. Yeah, that's why it's in that weird paper case. That's right. So we got Louder Than Love, Bleach, uh, I think that's Core. In, in that's the Core, order. yeah, Versus, and Facelift. Facelift and Versus, sweet. Mm-hmm. What a weird album cover, but awesome songs. Yeah, Facelift um, is great. Then, my fourth is Bleach. Okay. Uh, that's my favorite Nirvana album by far. Mm-hmm. Maybe not by far, but yeah. I like it a lot. It's tough. Uh, my five is Melancholy. And the infinite was, sadness. And the infinite sadness of the pumpkins, yeah. Nice choice. And then uh, honorable mention, Audio Slave by Audio Slave. Post grunge, right. metal, yeah, whatever you sure. want to call it. Uh, it's Chris Cornell and Raging with the Machine. So I like Pumpkins that. Pull. That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I want. I, I want. I didn't want to go too uh, too surface level, so I threw in. I like Smashing Pumpkins a lot. So right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So obviously, like I said, there's going to be some overlap. Uh, my favorite grunge album of all time. So therefore, it's 
probably my pick of the week. It's got to be Bad Motorfinger. Really? Just because Soundgarden. Yeah, man. Wow, okay. That album is just metal as fuck, dude. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds... It's my number one in there. It too. sounds old. Like like the recording itself. I know, you and know that's why I like about? it. It's, it's got, raw. It's vintage. It, it is, yeah. No, yeah. It, I, I, yeah. And dude, because cool. when you listen to an album, like, I always say, like, it's good to have a one-two punch to start, but Bad Motorfinger has, like, a one, two, three, four punch with, like, outshined Jesus Christ pose, uh, Slaves and Bulldozers, and, uh, playlist. what's the other one? There's another um, one right there at the beginning. Rusty that, uh, Cage? Rusty Cage, that's yeah. it, yeah, so... That's a very interesting top choice, I think, for you. I didn't expect that. I just, I had to go with Soundgarden for obvious reasons. Cool. Uh, after that, though, I'm, I'm na- also naming these in order of how they came out. That's what I did. And yeah. you, a crazy thing, I noticed this a lot in Grunge. Bad Motorfinger came out the same day that Nevermind came out. 91s. It came out the 91s. same day? Same day. It was like September 20-something. It was, yeah, so Nevermind, Bad Motorfinger, and Blood Sugar Sex Magic by the Chili Peppers. Those three classic albums and all ten. came out. And 10 by Pearl Jam. Was it really? Yeah. In 91 on that same day. <laughs> Basically the 90s. Oh, I don't know about same the 90s same year, sorry. on that day. Well, same year, yeah. But I'm dead ass like... Those four, five albums that dropped in 1991. Yeah. That's this crazy. Yeah. Defining for uh, the sound of the 90s, I'd say. See, and, I can't remember that stuff. That's why I got to put them in. And my next album on my list uh, came out the same day as Core by Stone Temple Pilots. Core didn't make my list, but it's, it's probably number six, but... Same day Core came out, Dirt came out. Uh, so Legendary. Yeah, definitely my favorite Alice in Chains album. And it, you'll, you'll probably notice all of mine, kind of like you did, uh, I didn't go with, like the obvious Soundgarden choice is Super Unknown, the obvious. Right. Dirt is probably the obvious that, Alice in Chains say, choice, yeah. but for very good reason. Um, next though, instead of Nevermind, I have In Utero, just because I just think it's so badass that Nevermind was this huge pop Success, super polished oh, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Very and successful. In utero, they just go back to yeah, like fig. a raw sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, eh, I wouldn't say go back, but definitely a a it's, more authentic sound. It's definitely not as polished as Nevermind. Yeah, so I wouldn't say they go back to as raw as Bleach. I think Bleach yeah, is their raw. Definitely sound. not. And uh, this next, my my little bit of a dark horse here. The drummer for this band I'm about to name was Nirvana's drummer on Bleach before Dave Grohl joined. Yeah. Oh. And that is, his name is Dale Crover, and he is the drummer for the Melvins. Oh, uh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so, my, this also came out in like 90, 93, yeah. Uh, got Houdini by the Melvins. Wow, yeah, no, I like Houdini. That album is... Is that, the, my, is that where Honey Buckets is off? Honey yeah, Bucket yeah. is on there. The album cover is just, I think it's, it's awesome. trippy. You know, it's, we saw the Melvins, right? Oh, really? Yeah, I think room, I told you about that. It was some bar in Detroit or something. Uh, the One L, room, the L Club in Mexico. Oh, it's tiny. Yeah, yeah. it's sweet. Cool. Yeah, um, I mean, we're right pick. there. It was like a hundred people. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I, I had to throw that on there because uh, I think great the Mel- ad. I like that. That's a good one. Because when you think grunge, I don't know the Melvins, Melvins were. The Melvins were one of the first to ever do it. Correct. Uh, they are sludge metal. Yeah, at its yeah. finest. They're they're definitely leaning more towards the sludgy. Definitely lean towards. Really, is that a genre? Sludge metal. Sludge yeah. metal is grunge. You guys are killing and... me. <laughs> guys, guys are freaking killing me. Here. And uh, Kurt, I mean, the Melvins helped Kurt Cobain's career get off the ground because Kurt was super close with Buzz Osborne, their singer. Uh, he even uh, produced some tracks on Houdini. Kurt did. Uh, so that's pretty sweet. That's why I had to include that. And also coming out in 1993 on my list, uh, I had to stick with the big four. My favorite 
Pearl Jam album is versus uh, kind of, you know, 10, 10 is their obvious choice, but I like mm-hmm. versus because it's a lot more raw and yep. not as, uh, you know, yep. mainstream as 10. So, yeah, those are my top five. Great picks. Yeah, we've got some good stuff here. Um, so before, as I said, Bad Motor Fingers is my pick of the week. Um, before that, though, uh, sorry, before George and I get into a little debate right now, Dad, I'm going to let you pick, uh, say your pick of the week right now. Yeah. Is pick of the week the uh, album to recommend? Yes. Yep. All right, here's where I'm getting creative. Sorry. Okay. So I, I, I went, I tried to be a little different, not to stay on the, on the, on the mainstream. So I went from the, the, the second half, 1990 to 1995. Okay. Okay. I also think True Grunge is 90s. Okay. There's obviously... Obviously, it started in the 80s, but... Yeah, yeah, right. Did I'm it come out in 89? It did, and started Louder Than Love. I'm just saying, grunge is the sound of the 90s. I agree with you. So yeah, that's I why agree with you. I included just 90s albums on mine. So Okay, good. Then you guys will like this. So I okay. went from 90 to 95. Bands, starting with an M, as in Mary. Mudhoney. That's Melvins. one. That's one. Two. Melvins. What do you mean? What are you doing? I, I'm naming four. pick of the week? I'm naming four, because I can <laughs> So, <laughs> so if you look, if you look at the whole thing, and we talk about the whole Seattle sound, yeah. Andy Wood, Mother Love Bone. Yeah. If you do your history, he's one of the mo- one of the more influential individuals, yeah. Pearl Jam guys, all that kind of stuff. I'm going to get into that later. So, okay. Yeah. And Andy Wood, Mother Love Bone, Apple, that album. Yeah, Apple. It's, it's good. Mud Honey, I love this title. Super Fuzz, Big Muff. Yeah. Fabulous title. That is fabulous you can title. put that together really quick. That's circa 1970 <laughs> stuff going on right there. Okay. <laughs> Damn it. Super Fuzz with two two Z's and Big Muff with two F's. Melvin Houdini. Okay, nice. And then Mad Season above. Oh yeah, nice. yeah. I, I don't know. That'd be cool to add those four M's. Yeah. And the, and the thing. That's those were my four. Cool. <laughs> I'm breaking all the yeah, and it all it all relates to the playlist as well. And I I just want to throw in real quick, Mother Love Bone and Allison Chains, both started as hair metal bands. Yes, but sure. then no, I'm dead ass I know, serious. No, I'm saying get on with the point. Yeah, but but then they were like they did the whole Pantera thing. What Pantera did it was like you know we could just we could just be badass instead, and that's what they did. So, well, grunge is the also grunge is the counter to. The hair it metal is. era. And grunge definitely killed. I'm going to make some points when we get into this uh, argument right so now. So you want to get into it later? No, I want to get into it right now. But one last thing. You obviously know the band Ugly Kid Joe. Of course. I don't. I've heard people call him hair metal. I've heard people call him grunge. I, I don't I, know. Don't I can't classify it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I don't. I'm just saying there are some similarities. There's only like two or three good songs anyway. Yeah, but they're still. America's Least Wanted is a kick-ass album. So okay. I had to just. All right, it's good. That's 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 the more we get into the topic, the better. Yes. So without sure. further ado, George, say what you got to say. Oh, I was just gonna say that grunge came from hair. It killed hair. Well, he's got to do his pick of the week too. Well, are we doing that? Or are we doing this? Are we? Is your pick of the week have to do with our argument? My pick of the week is <laughs> "Dirt" by Alice in Chains. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. So just your favorite grunge album. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And mine's bad motor finger, so yeah. Cool. Minor four randoms and start with them. Sweet. See? All right, let's get into it, man. <laughs> all right, how do you want to start this? What do we get know. into? Let's... All right. We're doing a showdown, right? Yeah, I guess I'll just introduce it. Um, it's going to be short. I got to do, do some shout outs before we're done. Just remind oh, me. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're not, yeah, we're, we're, we still have a. 
good amount to go. Yeah, part of the whole reason we uh, did this episode is because, you know, we did the whole Pantera versus Lamb of God thing. Now okay. we're doing Nirvana versus Alice in Chains. Ooh. But we both stand on the side of Alice in Chains, so it's kind of... I For different I'm reasons. sit back and enjoy this. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I... It's super tough. Nirvana is the band... Showdown this week is going to be Nirvana versus Alice in Chains, the age-old question. Well, you see... start it off? The age-old... People think Pearl Jam is one of the better grunge bands. I... Okay, here, let me... Before we get into this, let me just make a quick uh, analogy real quick. There's a big four of thrash. There's a big four of grunge yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. Let me just... Let me just break this down. Metallica and Nirvana are their respected things. Anthrax and Pearl Jam. That's a good. I, I would. That's a pretty good analogy. You get what I'm saying, right? Like, so what's Alice Slayer? Yeah, like, I guess Alice, Alice would be Slayer, Slayer, right? I can't pick between Megadeth and Slayer. Like I can't pick between Alice and Change and Soundgarden. Soundgarden is definitely the Megadeth of grunge. I would probably agree with you because they're the the weirdest. Yeah. So far, I'm in agreement with all your statements so far. Whatever okay. that's worth. And Anthrax and Pearl Jam just don't belong to me. Like, they belong, but, like, they're not nearly anthrax, as good. You know my thought on, on that old metal big four, that Pantera should replace Anthrax. I they know the timing's too late. different. They I know. Late. Be, I know. Their groove. I know. It'd definitely be Testament, right? So, yes. And what I'm going to say, if if someone's going to replace Anthrax, to me, it's Exodus or Testament. Probably Exodus. I think more yeah. people like them. Yeah, and Kirk, and Kirk Hammett was an Exodus before Metallica. So I like that's Testament pretty a lot, though. I do, too. But if someone's going to replace Pearl Jam, I think it's got to be... What, Stone Temple Pilots? Yes. If you're asking me, yes. Yeah, I mean, that's just me. I, I like I like Metallica more than Slayer, but I like Alice in Chains more than Nirvana. You like Metallica more than Slayer? Yeah, oh, I gosh. think I think I do, yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, hey, see, see, that's what I love about this. <laughs> totally disagree. <laughs> Your dad grabbed his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and I've seen both of them, I lost count. I uh, haven't seen Metallica. They're not good live. That's what I'm... I'm not basing it off of that. They're I'm not bad live. They're not... They have good, worst, and better shows live. Right. Slayer, every show. Great, right. See, yeah. all right, and that's part of why I, I started with this analogy is because Metallica and Nirvana are respectively the biggest in their genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, for sure. And it's to the point where it's like I've heard it so much that it's like I want to listen to the other bands now. So <laughs> I, I tend to gravitate towards... Megadeth and Slayer more than Metallica, I tend to gravitate towards Now, yeah. Alice in Chains and Soundgarden more than Nirvana. So that's why I do side with you in the fact that I would, at this point in time, rather listen to Alice in Chains than Nirvana. But I think Nirvana is ten times more important than Alice in Chains. More important? More important, yes. Well, importance based off what? Because I think Alice in Chains is better. Would they be more important if Kurt was still alive? Right. And And if Lane had died first. I, I agree. Kurt, in, in the same way. You know, Kurt died in this, like, spectacular firework blow-up, exclamation point, end on grunge. But grunge didn't explode until Nevermind came out. It was definitely getting there, but Nevermind was the tipping point where it literally went apeshit. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying that when Kurt died, his, his death put a punctuation mark Absolutely. on grunge. And is that a coincidence, or that just speaks to how awesome of a Lane, musician he was? Lane died eight years after Kurt. Right. Right. And he died, he died in the totally opposite way. He was a recluse. He didn't tour anymore, and he just passed away quietly. I'm saying... If, Still kind of killed himself, though, in a way. But Kurt Cobain shot himself. No, he didn't. Courtney Love killed him. He died of a gunshot it? wound. How about that? Well, this, that's not going to... You guys talk about that last time. I know. So let's not, not go to... We're, we're, we're not going to talk about CL. 
anymore. You guys said she's <laughs> off the chart, even yeah. though I even though I put a uh, song on the playlist because I like that song. And like the I whole said, song. Hole Hole has good music. I just hate her so much. Okay, okay. Keep back to your argument. What's the argument again? <laughs> so I'm saying if Lane had died in the same way at the same time that Kirk, Kirk. I, I guess my point is if, if if Kirk Cobain hadn't killed himself, all right, we'll just say that. Would would Nirvana be as big as they are right now? I think the answer is no. Well, they would Not, have more body of work, first of all. Who does? In theory, they would have more body of work. They'd have more albums, perhaps, if Kurt had not died. Sure. That's also something well, to take into account. Alice in Chains put out one more album. Yeah, literally one after Wayne. Kurt died. So they have the same, pretty okay. much. And right. they decided to move on. Might I add, Dave Grohl, who's probably my favorite living musician. Great musician. Fantastic Was musician. in Nirvana and went on to form one of the biggest bands ever after that. Yeah, but you also got Chris Novoselic, who's like a senator now. So, yeah, but And you got Jerry Cantrell, one of the best. Nirvana can't continue without Kurt Cobain, but Alice in Chains can continue without Lane Staley. Like, that's I'm, not necessarily true. But it is, because they that's have, how it happened. They have. That, 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 that statement's a fact. They have gone it, on. It's a, the Black and Blue, they're still great live. That lead singer's cool. I guess that, means that, 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 I guess that means that Chris and, and uh, Dave Roll didn't have the musicianship to continue. Without clearly, Dave Cobain. did because he made a rock and roll Hall of Fame. Well, clearly, Nirvana kind of couldn't band. continue because they couldn't. Kurt Cobain was Nirvana, is the point I'm trying to make. So that that means that he, the other two musicians, stand in the shadow of Kurt Cobain. Is that what you're saying? Oh, absolutely. But I will say there was a song by Nirvana called Marigold, in which Dave Grohl does soul vocals, and Not that heard. that what I haven't heard it. It was supposed to be on the album they released after. The next album they were going to record. Okay. There was that, Alone and Easy Target, which is on the Foo Fighters' first album, was a song that Dave wrote specifically for Nirvana. That's why it's one of my favorite Foo Fighters songs still. And then uh, You Know You're Right, I think is the... Oh. That song was supposed to be on the next Nirvana album. That was obviously a, a Kurt song, but I'm saying. They, they had something, you know, planned, but obviously it didn't... Well, Alice in Chains still tours, so... Yeah, Sorry, but, Nirvana. No, I know, but in that regard, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, hair I, think, me- I, I think what hair metal wasn't dead until Nevermind came out. That was the nail in the coffin for hair metal. Yeah, I have something to counter Nevermind, but I don't want to get into it yet. Okay, when do you? Well, I guess I should just it? say it now. Yeah, do it. <laughs> Nevermind. Bleach is the last grunge Nirvana album. No, and I didn't misspeak. Yeah, you did. Explain. Explain yourself. Nevermind is a pop album, and Utero is a punk rock album. Gru- uh, bl- what is Nevermind uh, pop because it was mainstream? Is that why you say it that? has pop tendencies for sure? Because Kurt loved the Pixies, who are all about harmony and shit. He said that's like his biggest influence. Pixies, right. yeah. yes, dude, lots of Pixies. There's breed cool. and territorial pissings. Oh and yeah, like... my playlist: territorial pisses <laughs> and breed. I'm sorry, and endless. There's mainless. also Polly and. Okay, so all right. I'll, okay. In Utero is heavy as fuck. Is it? Sendless Apprentice. Bleach is heavier. So, oh, it's as a whole album, for sure. Because it was their first album. Every band's first album is their heaviest. Is that true? Not, not, not Alice in Chains. Dirt is definitely heavier than Facelift. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I just think that Bleach is the heaviest, the weirdest, the most raw sounding, and Kurt screams the most on it. Okay, all those are facts. No, he screams. Making it he more screams gr- more on in utero for sure. Is that, I don't know enough about that one. I think that that makes it more grunge 
than the other two, not necessarily better. Yeah, I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that statement. Also, to put the nail in the coffin on Nevermind. Another nail. Okay. Another one. Yeah. Isn't the point of grunge to not be mainstream? They ca- they were born out of hair metal. Maybe that's why Kurt killed himself because he got too popular. That's, sure, that's an argument. That yeah, yeah, made. for sure. So the point of you agree then the point of grunge is to be like a counter to pop. What was popular at the time? I. That's why I, they wear like flan. They don't want. They're not rock stars. No, that's I, what I mean. They they killed the rock star mentality. Pearl Jam sure. struggled with that as well when they got famous. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, never mind being the most popular grunge album makes it the least grungy grunge they album didn't, of all time. They have even said they didn't set out for it to be that popular. It, they but, were just but trying it to make it the most popular, album. so therefore it's the least that's grunge. That's not their grunge. fault. It it's may not, not be fault. their fault, but that's the way people took it. Much like everything, hair metal was sweet at the beginning, then it got so fucking stupid. Grunge, they tried to market it with this flannel shit. Grunge was a fashion. And right? then, and then you know, because of Nevermind, now. Why? Because it's the why, most popular grunge album. just Nevermind? Because Nevermind yeah. is... Not, it's not just Nevermind, but Nevermind is the most popular grunge yes, album by is. far. Everyone... But you just said it's a grunge album. <laughs> but it's the least grungy grunge album. That's what I said. Be- because of how popular I'm not it is. saying you're you wrong. Can go to, you can go to uh, Urban Outfitters and buy a smiley face Nirvana t-shirt exactly. everywhere you go. And that's and why that, Kurt that's, probably killed himself. Because he, hated, he hates that shit. Well, that's my point. That's why Nevermind sucks. Oh my god! To me. So what if Bleach became all popular in the same vein? Would you still say the same thing today? Yeah, but Bleach couldn't have been that because it's too weird. Okay. All right, let's. I'm I'm yeah. done with this. I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm not even done yet. No, Lane is... Staley is the superior vocalist. My one Allison minute Chains has is... two singers. Uh, that is true. Dave Dave sings. Yeah, but Jerry Cantrell and who yeah. else? I'm sorry, the vocalist. I missed the vocals. Would you say? There's two uh, singers. There's two singers in Alice in Chains. Yes, you said something before that. that. harmonize all the time. Oh, I said Lane Staley is the superior vocalist to Kurt Cobain. Oh. I would agree vocalist, with you. Vocalist, singer. Oh, I would agree. But Kurt plays guitar. With you on Lane, compared to Kurt. Really? On a vocalist standpoint. Yeah, he has better range. Yep. He can... I love them Lane. both almost so equally, it's hard for me to if say you, anything. And you look at Lane's progression when when he was Chains and he went to Matt Season when he was on heroin, deep, deep heroin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you almost didn't know sometimes it was it was Lane. Yeah. And that group, that mad season, that's why I, I put it in there and yeah. have a song. He's a lot of range. That, yeah, right. Make your points, the rest of your points. That's it. That's all I got. What, what, got? what is your two cents about this whole <laughs> argument? I, I forgot what the argument is. Frame it to me simply. Nirvana or Alice in Chains? Who's the better grunge band? Better grunge band. I will uh, pick Chains only because, as you guys have t- talked in the past, the body of work. To me. Now, I know in utero, and they did these other things, Nirvana has a body of work, maybe the same amount of albums, but in my mind, Chains, if I had to pick, tough, because I let those first two Nirvana albums, man, I, I it consume me. But he's saying yeah. Nirvana's more important. Nirvana is more you culturally? Asked who, you asked me who I like better, I thought. I like Alice in Chains better. Okay. I that think. was the question I was framed. But... Nirvana is more culturally significant than all of the other grunge To bands. its detriment. To grunge. Ah, to the if detriment you're asking of grunge, me the most, that's what I'm saying. That question I would have to agree with Nir- as Nirvana. Yeah. Yeah. To grunge's detriment, though, because I don't want to. He's not saying it's not. The question is. Kurt but Cobain. No, his, his argument is saying that, therefore, Nirvana can be considered better because they're more culturally. I don't important. think he said better. I, I like Allison Chains better. See? Musically. It's two because different types of questions. Sludge too. metal, more so. Oh my God, sludge metal. <laughs> Alice in Chains is more metal, Nirvana is more punk. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Yeah. 
Like a lot of songs, that's fair. Yeah, yeah I, that's just that the comparison. way I see it. My one hot minute is about why Soundgarden is the superior one, but we'll get into that later. Over all of them? I'll just wait to talk about it later. <laughs> Are you done with this? Because I know I am. Yeah. All right, let's 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 get into some trivia. Um, tri- I am going to... We're going to have Dad, we're going to let you ask last. Because I think uh, that's good. Just to make yourself look better, because I know you're look better. Well, you said at the beginning of this, your memory's not that great, so who knows? You might no. Lose. I believe me. I have them down here. I forget the trivia questions, but right. dude, follow your follow your mojo. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go first. Trivia questions. Um, get to me, George. Who was the first grunge band? The first grunge band. Yeah. Did someone coin the term grunge metal? Is that a thing? Someone, I'm not saying. Is coin, there a song called Grunge? I'm not saying coin the term. I'm saying who is widely considered and credited as being the first grunge band. <laughs> oh, awkward silence. MLB. Who? Mother uh, Love Bone. Mother Love Bone. No, it's Green River. Okay. But without getting into it, my trivia question for you, Father. Can I get one? Yes. Oh, I'm going to fail on mine. Go ahead. My, my trivia question for you is explaining Green River. And the question is, what bands formed out of Green River's breakup? I don't know. Yes, I'm you gonna, do. No, I'm gonna say, yes, you do. I know, but I don't remember, so don't keep asking. Okay. <laughs> Will it help you if I said there's four major bands that formed after Green River? It's uh, probably a couple of those up there. In the CDs. Maybe. I, I don't... Just pass. I'll pass. Okay. All right. Mud Honey. Okay. Mark Arm, the singer of Green River, is the singer of Mud Honey. Okay. He and a guy named Steve Turner, who was the guitarist for Green River, they went on to form Mud Honey. Okay. And in Mud Honey was... I forgot the guy's name, but the bass player for the Melvins. Which, okay. that's... Obviously pretty so awesome. So we're covering the M's on my earlier... Yes. That's good. That's why I thought you would have known this question, yeah, you because you talked about them so much. I know. Next, another M is Mother Love Bone, because uh, who is in Bruce Fairweather on guitar oh. from Green River, him, Stone Gossard, ah, Pearl Jam. and Jeff Ament. Another Pearl Jam. Yes. They were all in Green River together, then they went on to form Mother so Love Bone. So every member of that band went on to make those... Just, Just wait. Just wait. Yeah, just wait. And of course, in Mother Love Bone was Andrew Wood, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Andrew Wood was roommates with Chris Cornell. What? Correct. So after Andrew Wood died, right. Chris Cornell and Matt Cameron of Soundgarden yeah. formed Temple of the Dog. Oh, yeah. A, a one-off, one-album supergroup that yeah. consisted of them, Stone Gossard, Jeff Ament, mm-hmm. and added Mike McCready on guitar and Eddie Vedder on guest vocals. Correct. And from that, after Temple of the Dog did that one album, Pearl Jam was formed. Pearl Jam is literally Temple of the Dog, minus Chris Cornell and Matt Cameron, mm-hmm. but adding Dave Abrazis on drums. Hmm. So Green River, it just it all goes back to Green River. I like it. Are they good though? They, I mean they're they're all right. I mean they've don't have a whole lot of releases. They they weren't popular because they broke up pretty quick, and all these other bands. Bands form. Mushroom. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I I had to 
That's like education. the drugs family tree right that's, there. That's the education that the folks need to hear. Because you've got Green River, Mud Honey, Mother Love Bone, Temple of Dog, Pearl Jam, and Soundgarden. Oh. All in the same thing. That'd be a good Sam Dunn spider chart. Right. <laughs> and Matt Cameron still plays with, or he did play with Soundgarden and now is with you Imagine Pearl the drummer Jam. being a Pearl Jam and Soundgarden drummer. That's just crazy. crazy. Yeah, that's sweet. So yeah, that's what I got. George, you want to? Yeah. I'll ask old school first. Okay. Who was the last person to see Lane Staley alive? Well. Oh. Mm. So that's 2002. Don't know. It's a member of the band. Yeah, just. They're all who's, who's the first person you think of when he asks that question? It's probably right. It's, it's a, yeah. I don't know the answer, but I'm just guessing. The drummer. No. No. Who who's the only other Allison Chains member that you could name? Right now I'm I've, I have a, a brain lapse. He plays guitar and sings. Oh, Jerry. No. That was the my other guess. guitarist. Their bassist, Mike, Mike? Starr. Yeah. He yeah, saw him the day the, the day before Lane died, which was Lane's birthday. Yeah, that. He died yeah. the day after his Lane died the day after his birthday. Wow. Happy birthday. That sucks. That's a good one. That's a good question. Yeah, that's yep. solid. Okay. Uh, mine for you, Brendan, is... Who, uh, who was Kurt Cobain's suicide note addressed to? His, Dear... It was his... All right. It was either his daughter or his imaginary friend. And, oh... I know he mentions his daughter in the thing. Francis. Francis, yeah. Francis Bean Cobain. Um, is that your final answer? Well, I know there's something about like an imaginary friend somewhere in there, so I, th- I think the, I think Francis is too obvious. I think it is. No, not it's not. I think it's Francis. Final answer. Yeah, it, it's his imaginary friend. Oh, he got hit. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> he threw you off. You well, got, it was yeah. Son Do you of know bitch. his imaginary friend's name? I How used to. I don't remember what it is. Boda. Boda. Fucking. Isn't that so weird? Like, because Nirvana is a Buddhist thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but, isn't, but yeah. That, isn't that so crazy, though? Like, it is. Dear Boda, my suicide note. Also, is it... I think like he ends... theories as to whether or not it's an actual suicide note. Isn't that the thing? Yeah, because not all of it is his handwriting. Weird stuff, man. Right. He, CL. Well, dude, he... CL. Dude, he... Doesn't he conclude the note by saying, I love you, Francis, or something? I don't know. But I know Francis is mentioned. Yeah. All right, but, but it does say Dear Boda, so I guess whatever. It is weird. There's a whole documentary, Soaking Bleach, as we talked about. Yeah. Among many others. Uh, fuck Courtney Love, I guess, is the final word on that. Uh, <laughs> Dad, what do you what do you got for us? First of all, I, I want to say that your your trivia questions in past episodes have been absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. So I'm glad you brought it back to some normalcy. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, you guys are going off tangents to, to one up each other. So I'm going to do easy ones, okay. I think, for each of you, and then I got a harder one that either of you can answer. So, George, in April of 1996, okay. Allison Chains did a MTV Unplugged show in Brooklyn. Okay. Classic. Yeah. Which album release was not included in the show? Very good question. Album? Yes. Which album release was not included in that show in 1996? That's way too easy. Facelift. Correct. They yeah. believed that their first album was unsuitable for an acoustic show. Yeah. That, yeah, that's a 25% first... chance to get that right. That's why I called it easy. Yeah. True. Yeah, no, that's what, I mean, that's the first thing I thought of. Because, I it mean, makes he, sense. He can do yeah. that in a hole. He can do 
Um, Angry every- Chair sounds really good acoustically. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I can't imagine We Die Young acoustic, Not, you know? That might be the one that they could do. I don't, Slow I don't know. down, though. You know? Love, Hate, Love. Yeah, that could be one. But, yeah, I don't know. Sea of Sorrow? All right, let's just... You had a, you had a one for a chance to get it, and I figured you'd figure it out. So see how nice I am? Generous? <laughs> that All is right. the best MTV Unplugged. That I will say right now, that, see, that I, is I a superior that. Unplugged to a Nirvana's Unplugged. A lot of people really Unplugged. like the Nirvana one, though. It's, it's a, they're the two best ever, but I think Alice in Chains is far superior. Yeah, it's cool. That's just me, though. Yeah, the nutshell was... Yeah. All right, easy one for you is kind of related to your trivia question. So this is really super easy. We'll see, well, maybe we'll see if George gets it, if you don't know it. Okay. Mother Love Bone, we talked about it, was one of the first and very influential Seattle grunge bands with Andrew Wood as its lead singer, passed away just days before the debut release of their first album, Apple. Two members of that band left. This is really his. If yeah. you know it, then fine but let's see if George gets it two members of the band left and helped create another Seattle, Seattle band name that band and the two members well I know so if you want to okay. go ahead uh, I mean you don't know it I mean he just said it but I, I, there was like five names that yeah I, that was a big family tree I was talking about uh, Stone Gossard and Jeff Ament formed Pearl Jam correct yeah I don't know enough Pearl Jam now, now here's a tough yeah. one I'm going to do the tough one real quick in essence of time <laughs> Probably either one of you can answer, but because he's a fan of who I'm going to say, we can discuss together before giving a final okay. answer. All right, so either one of you, Chris Cornell, wrote and sang on two songs, which ended up on an Alice Cooper album. Alice Cooper? I thought yep. I, I did not expect. I didn't. I, I didn't expect the word Cooper to yeah. come after Alice that time. Because Chris is on SAP. Yeah. Okay. All right, just whatever. Keep that going. was not what I Chris expected. Cornell wrote and sang on two. Wrote and sang. On two songs, which ended up on an Alice Cooper album. What was the album name and the two songs? This is all you. If it was Chains, I could answer it. Um, he likes Alice Cooper. Yeah, I, I do. There's only like two that come to. He sang. So the album, and then the two songs. Um, name the album. Think about the album, and then the two songs. I, I have no. Idea. I have to say the songs. Well, I said, yeah. I don't, I don't know the songs. All right, try to get the album. <laughs> uh, I think the album... I'm either going to go with Trash or Along Came a Spider, and I don't know which one, so just tell me. Neither. Oh, okay. Hey, Stupid. It's 13th solo release, 1994, The Last Temptation. Would have never in a million years gotten that. <laughs> the two songs are The Unholy War and Stolen Prayer. Chris and Alice got no chummy. Chance. Chris Cornell and Alice got chummy. <laughs> I said no chance. Did I just educate you a little bit? You did. I did not know that was a thing. Okay. But that's pretty sweet. Okay. What guitar did Kurt Cobain play? Just kidding. Bro. <laughs> do you know that one? What do you mean? What What guitar did Kurt Cobain play throughout his whole career? Like the model? Yes. It was a Fender something. I don't know. What kind of Fender was it? Uh... I thought wasn't this it, was my fake trivia question because I thought it was too easy. Wasn't it like a jazz bass or some weird shit? A bass? I don't. Defender Mustang. Oh yeah, Mustang. that should have been that should have been my trivia question. Mustang. That was a good one. That was a good one. That's yeah. a really good one. It's a left-handed one too. What was your actual question for me? Who was his suicide donor? Oh yeah, that's right. Um, These are all good questions today, gentlemen. Yeah. These other past shows have been <laughs> lots really? of trivia. Yeah, lots of trivia. It's right. hard to think, man. You gotta. We are ready for a one hot minute. Yeah, I can be ready. Okay, but, but am I going first? Or are you guys going to go first? Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. You're the guest. What do you want to do? Well, I'm going to do my shout-outs, and then I can roll into my one hot minute. So we talked about earlier. I forgot to get it in. Go ahead. You know, we talk about going to shows, and I want to give some shout-outs to my fellow metal concert goers that have gone to shows with Brent and I over the past 15 years, right? So we got Curtis, Curtis. Damon, Chance, Eric P., and, of course, my gal, Rebecca. But, but more importantly, this is, uh, I want to give a special deep thanks, deep appreciation, deep appreciation over the years to my tour manager close friends yeah. my music industry pals uh, that have taken such great and generous care of me especially of Brendan my family my friends yeah. uh, over these past more than 15 years probably 25 for me uh, from bands like The Who Styx yep. Kiss Ted Nugent ZZ Top Van Halen Slash Peter Frampton and others I've all met them cool. and all generous tickets and everything else yeah. Um, and we've met all those folks. So I'm just going to say these names. Joe G, Gordon H, um, Rex K, Jason P. Jason. George P. That's me. Michael F. And JD. And JD yep. is a very, very talented artist in many forms as well. And here in the Detroit area alone, I've got Joe P. And Ben D. All these oh, guys yeah. are way too humble to want their last names mentioned, but I want to get it on record. He knows everyone, every one of those uh, gentlemen, so I had to show some love to them. Yes, I've, I've met a great many famous people and have seen many free concerts thanks and, to them. And, so. and, and I'm still friends with a lot of those guys because it's not about, oh, it's cool to get backstage. They know we love the music. Yeah, I've reciprocated with some swag of my own where I've worked at companies. That's not it. But... We're just very low key, and these band, these folks that I just mentioned, these artists I've met, are the humblest people in general. The tour manager, uh, uh, managers, and the uh, um, band management that I've been involved with my professional career mm-hmm. are just a super. And they see people that just like the music, right? Um, uh, that that's all they're after, and mm-hmm. they respect us because we're just about the music. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I had to give those some shout outs and some love. So yeah. I'll roll into the one hot minute here. Um, so let's see here. So we, we talked earlier about the the energy of Detroit. So I am so proud that I am a, you know, grew up 30 minutes outside Detroit. Yep. Um, bands, as you learned over the years, everybody, hey, Akron, the best concert. Okay. But I've seen bands in different cities from Detroit to Ohio. I've seen bands all over the country. So when I see a band in different cities, when you read about bands loving Detroit, from the 60s when it all started, the energy and all that, it's real and it's true. And there's nothing like seeing a show, any anything, from techno to even country music to whatever, Detroit, just, it's that soul part again from, from the roots of Detroit. Mm-hmm. It all started with jazz and all that stuff coming up. So I just want to, if we have time, right, we have legacy, energy, and passion of Detroit and Michigan crowds. I want to just rattle off, you can edit it out, all folks bands that are from Michigan or Detroit, right? Just some rattle. Some of them for you, George, might be a surprise. Okay. Obviously, you guys talk about Motown. Yep. We can go on and on and listen. You got Motown, Aretha Franklin, Stevie Wonder, MC5, Kick Out the Jams, right? Yep. Iggy Pop. Oh, yep. yeah. Rare Earth, Mitch Ryder, Bob Seger, Ted Nugent, Grand Funk Railroad, Glenn Fry's from the Eagles, grew up in Royal Oak. Chad Smith and Anthony Cadis from the Chili Peppers. Hmm. Uh, Romantics, Parliament, Funkadelic, George Clinton, 
right? Some good old funk that I that I love. Alice Cooper, Sponge, White Stripes. Got to throw in Madonna. She had some good stuff early in her career. When I was in college, I listened to some Madonna. Being honest, wearing it on my sleeve. Hell yeah. The Rockets, Suicide Machines, Eminem, Verve Pipe, Kid Rock, Uncle Cracker, Pop Evil, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Eminem. Insane Clown Posse. Yeah. Oh, my oh God. I'm so glad you added them in the list. Big Sean. Fuck. Yeah. And lastly, I got to throw in my boys, Bell Bell 3. Right. And lastly, Where Did Cream Magazine Start? The old classic rock and roll magazine started in Royal Oak, Michigan. So Cream Magazine started in 1969 in Royal Oak, Michigan. It was the first rock and roll tabloid. Great documentary, by the way, that he and I watched together. Yeah. That's my one hot minute. Sweet. Yeah. I'll one more. John Five is from, also from Gross Point. Yeah, there's a bunch of... Yeah, again. And he plays around in Michigan, too. Maynard stuff. from Tool. See? There's a bunch of newer metal bands right now that are... Right, I was trying to go grunge and early. Greta's probably the newest one off that list. Well, yeah, but... Newest. We're from, like, Oren, obviously. Uh, that one band, yeah. I Prevail, is from uh, Rochester. Wait, really? Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't even know that. Um, I forgot to put that in. We, we came, saw them. We Came as Romans is from Troy. There you go. But so, yeah, we did see him at a download, right? Yeah. Yeah. They I knew that would lead the... into you guys remembering more. Yeah. I had to go to the roots. Yep. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, Nick actually talked about that on the last episode, some Michigan metal. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. Uh, George, you want to go? Yeah, I'll go. Um, mine's very short, so I'll just go quickly. Um, basically, remember when Grunge tried to kill the metal? But the metal prevailed. That's basically it. Grunge didn't kill metal. It that, saved it. That, that was a quote from a Tenacious D song, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> well, it killed the shit metal and made made it cool again. But for for basically what I'm saying is, at a point in time, grunge was the most popular yep. genre of heavy music. Yep. But it has gone back to true heavy heavy metal with harsh vocals well yeah because hair metal was terrible and just got way too much and then grunge brought brought it back to its roots and yeah cool what's your what's your minute (laughs) my minute is why why chris cornell is the greatest grunge frontman of all the bands okay it is because I mean, besides Green River, Soundgarden was the first, after Green River, the first grunge band, the first to put out a major release. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't see any of the other grunge frontmen yeah. in uh, other bands as yeah. much as Chris. Audio Slave obviously had a huge solo career. And he went acoustic. He's very, so yeah. talented. Yeah. Temple of the Dog, obviously. Talented, yeah. um, I mean, when you think of metal, at least, he's who I think of. I think Lane is, you know... Well, you said he's the best grunge frontman? Best frontman. I'm not saying pure vocalist. I'm just saying frontman. Wow. No, he was he's got the look. Better than, better he's got Kurt? the voice. I would I would say so. Okay. He's got the look. He's got the voice. I don't know. I, th- I think Soundgarden is the most metal when they want to be. But Allison yeah. Chains does it more consistently. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I could, I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just had to... Chris, Chris is... A very good. I, I, he might be the best vocalist. Yeah, in go, terms you, of you look skill. at his solo stuff, which I'm not into, his acoustic and slow stuff. Yeah, it's extremely talented. I'm not so into it. So there's diversity. 
Skill right. wise, he might be the best. Exactly. You know, Wyland didn't do it. Eddie doesn't do it. Right. Kurt yeah. didn't do it. Didn't have a chance. So. Right. Yeah, that's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Thank you. Um. That's all we had, I think. Right. Uh, we got it. We got a teaser for Songwreck. Yeah, Songwreck for sure. Um. Songwreck's the teaser for the next episode. It is correct. And that next episode is going to be all underground rap. I told you, I, we can't say underground. That's not what it is. Why? What well, is you it? Call, no, no, you tease me with hip hop. Now is that now we're going into derivative genres again? You don't know any underground hip hop, so I just told you to pick regular hip hop. Like, I don't know old school hip hop. I sure do. I'm saying underground. Oh. Like Suicide that's Boys, why, Ghost that's, Man, that's why he's being confusing. Oh, he didn't tell me that. My, he's talking I about know, hope. because you wouldn't have known what it meant. Okay, well, I got some good ones anyway. Okay. Horrorcore. Suicide Boys literally have a song that says, Stop Calling Us Horrorcore. So I refuse to call them that. <laughs> it's it's hip-hop and metal fusion. All I know kind is hip-hop. All I want it's, it's trap. But like, Hard it's trap. dark trap. Because trap is like future and Drake and stuff. Not Drake, but future. Yeah. Which is not what we're talking about. We're talking about... We're talking about dark trap. Yes, yes. Yeah. What, what's yes. that? Dark, is that a genre or a band? It's a genre. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys are yeah, killing me, man. It's a genre. Yeah, so wow. we're going to be having... Dark, uh, hardcore trap rap with metal influence and also electronic. Exactly. And we're pleased to announce that a couple of my buddies are going to be on one of my buddies next too. week. One of George's buddies. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it's going to be... It'll be like right here, probably. Yeah, we'll, we'll right. in the same, this yeah. new venue. We, we're in. It, put and, the twins over there. Put your pal here. If, yeah. you, if you haven't noticed those watching on video right now, we're setting up shop. This is my apartment, actually, because uh, yeah. obviously we couldn't fit all this shit in, in George's exactly. tiny room. Yeah, Michigan State doesn't allow us to go in your studio. Right, we're, we're not allowed to go in the studio at the moment, so... We respect it. Uh, yeah, I got the Pantera flag, though, and the boba cutout. Um it's nice to be in a bigger space. Yeah, it feels good. Uh, so yeah, next week we'll be talking about Underground with those guys. Um, so a song rec for that. Uh, I picked a song called Seppuku by Ghost Mane featuring Suicide Boys. Cool. Had to go with that because those were like my two favorite underground artists. Yeah. And then... Uh, collabing on, on one song there's also some other guy featured but I don't even know who it is so okay. uh, yeah check that out if you're trying to get hype <laughs> nice uh, mine is you know I, I mine's an interesting pick honestly it's a throwback okay. um, I called Brendan up and I was like hey do you listen to Insane Clown Posse oh my god and he said no and I was like wait they suck. these guys like started they don't suck you're not a juggalo you know juggalos am, people really like SUV a lot I mean I, they're all right. I take them for what they're worth, which is not much. And they're from Detroit. And they're from Detroit. Right. That's why I thought you would have loved them, because they're from Detroit. I mean, they're all right. It's just, I don't know. Just keep going. Anyways, they kind of started this, not started, but they, they were part of the inception of this hip-hop subgenre with, like, slasher lyrics. Yeah. Like, more weird. That's horrorcore. Yes. That's what, and that's what we're talking yeah. about. Your dad's hilarious. Yeah. It's it's hip hop with this darker um, subject matter like yeah. slasher horror film mm-hmm. type of thing, which Eminem does as well. He has like the Slim Shady Alter Ego, which right, is right. a serial killer. Right. So my song wreck is "My Axe" by ICP. My Axe. My Axe. All right. That's okay. Stop. Do you know a song by them called Fonz Pond? I don't think so. I don't listen to them. Dad, do you do you remember uh, Scout Siora? Yes, my buddy from high school. Um, he was featured in in ICP. His name is Scouts. 
Scout. Oh, okay. He was featured in an ICP music video when he was a little kid. <laughs> what? And wow. it is terrifying. What? That's cool. And he's part of the reason I hate them so much. Why? You don't like clowns? He, he showed it to me, and he was, he was just talking shit about them the whole time. And I was like... Wait, why? I don't know. He just... Dude, if you watch the video, it's just... It's, it's the clowns playing with Scout in a dark forest, essentially. It's really weird. Well, that's what their music is about. Playing with little boys in a dark forest? Yes, and killing people. Okay, I mean, whatever, but... I'm yeah, not saying that that's it's cool. It's a dark just... trap genre, George. Oh that's my what God. I'm saying. I'm saying that's what the subject matter is. All right, go. My turn? Yeah. Uh, well, I want to keep the Detroit theme. Yeah. Okay. I, I was going to go Eminem, but I figured you guys were going to cover it, so... Uh, I already did, yeah. Spaghetti on your sweater, mom, whatever. I love that line. So, so I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go old school here because I thought it was one thing. So, okay, I too picked ICP. Oh, okay. Oh, I, yes, yes. I didn't I know you even liked them. I don't. <laughs> I don't See, like them either. But, but uh, I do. I did listen to them sporadically. So that I just looked at your your hip hop thing. I said I found a I found a song I liked off the fourth release, which is. I have no idea. Oh, the Great right. Malenko. Oh song, yeah, 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 yeah. Song's called Hocus Pocus. Okay, cool song. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I had a gold school now. I believe we saw them. I believe the New Comerica Park. Who's we? Me and you. No. You saw Let them? me finish. This band was the opener for Alice in Chains and Kid Rock. Yes. No, it was Cypress Hill. Exactly. And ICP was, was not there. I, that Cypress Hill's my next one. Oh, okay. I picked two. I thought I thought you said that we've seen ICP in <laughs> No, concert. gosh, no, we haven't. Yeah, no. Oh, God, they scare me. Yeah. So yeah, Cypress Hill warmed yeah. up at Comerica Park. So Cypress Hill warmed up, then Alice, and then Kid Rock. So I, I weird... love Cypress Hill. There, I, yeah, no. That, I, was I love yeah, Cypress Hill. 1993, keeping in my time frames, Black Sunday, Insane in the Brain. Classic. Yeah, yeah that album is sweet. I love that song. I can never, you know, just like Tomorrow Silver Chair, I love Insane in the Brain. Cool. You like that more than hits from the bong? You can still not listen to both of them. Hits in the bong for me were in the 80s. Okay. Anyway, that's it. Those are my two. I know it's supposed to be one. I basically, hey, doubled, right. I basically doubled all your all yeah. your requests. <laughs> well, you quadrupled the, the pick. Yeah. You did the four M's. Yeah. That was supposed to be one. And but yeah, no, it's you just went overboard on all this, and that's fine, because... It's good education. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I enjoyed it. So thanks for having a baby boomer on the show again. Per the government's definition of a baby boomer, I'm the last year. We oh, don't, we don't need to repeat the year, but I'm the last year of the baby boomer. Okay. Right, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, glad to have you on. That was one of the more fun ones, I would say. Probably this <laughs> it, got, it got heated for a moment. There. Yeah, this is probably going to turn. This is more out. fun than the black metal or death metal one you did. The death metal one. Was I great. think the hair metal was the most fun. That was yeah, just because you know. But I think this is going to turn out to be our longest. It is already. All right, sweet. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Uh, next episode, though, um, will be, yeah, next Friday after this one. Uh, talking about underground, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, in the meantime, though, continue listening to the Hours of Power on Impact 89 FM every Thursday night from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Um, yeah. Check out the uh, the link to the playlist in the description below. All that good stuff. It's a good one. Yeah, it is a good one for sure. All right. See you next time. Nice. Dad, you want to give a... Metal. Not bad. You got you to do a hip-hop one. No. Insane in the membrane. All right, that's you're, enough. You're, metal. No. <laughs>
You've been listening to The Metal Pod, a production of Impact 89FM. Our thanks to Impact's general manager, Jeremy Whiting, station manager, Amber Kinutsky, and programming director, McKenna Lowndes. Tune in next time for more updates on all things metal. The Metal Pod. <laughs>